my butt is hot. My butt and legs are hot. And then my back, my back is cold. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I think I smell good. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who hasn't been honest with you. It's Mark. Hello, and how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a pick from Patreon member John, and it was 2011's Take Shelter. John, thank you very much for the pick. We absolutely appreciate it. And hey, we've got a Patreon. You could sign up over there, and if you sign up at a certain tier, get to pick a movie for us to review, like Patreon member John. Uh, But we know that we are not where your money should be going right now for, so for that reason, as we have been doing for like pretty much a year now, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America, so you can head over to patreon.com slash a-t-o-z a-t-o-z whore yeah that was right spelling yep support the show at your level of choosing and know it's going to a better place than our dumb asses but still get the perks to which you'd be otherwise entitled as a patreon member and if you can't do that hey that's okay too we just appreciate you hanging out here with us but please do consider doing what you can to help somebody who needs it uh black lives matters.carrd.co remains a good resource that compiles like lists of ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice across this country but if you need a little escapism hopefully you can have some fun in horror with us for the next a little bit and boys you know what that means oh boy it's time to do the getting drunk part so on that score let's do beers for fears hey jacob hi jack what are your beers for these yeah. beers? Yeah, you know something that happens in this movie? The sky, it cracks a lot. I have, I'm drinking a Sky Kraken by <laughs> Fremont Brewing. That's what I'm drinking. I mean, that's something, I guess. The sky, it is a Kraken, Jack. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I'm fumbling. With, I got a box of beers. I, I see the. I, I see your box the... of beers. They look more like, uh, if I had to guess from this vantage point and through the pixelation that is the interwebs, I'd have to guess that that is more or less a seltzer. But uh, it's 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 a box of Seattle Cider Company, but it's oh, just it's a random cider. box I had lying around to grab some beers from my fridge. Uh, it's uh, a bunch of Rainiers uh, and the be- one can of the beer I actually got. Sure. I was just hunting around for it because Jake. I get it. I like your pick, even though it's, uh, you know. It's uh, a sky cracking. What? <laughs> the sky's cracking. <crack. laughs> it was a surprisingly hard movie to be here. I will give you that. I was sure there was going to be something with like a storm or lightning or rain or something. Yeah. Instead, I am drinking a new Belgium beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one in their Voodoo Ranger series, but that's not the applicable part today. Are you drinking this Captain is an, Dynamite for some reason? No, I'm drinking American Haze, which oh, okay. I haven't actually seen before. Um, I mean, the hazy beer thing is kind of, Mind Haze was like another one I yeah, was going like, to go to. Yeah. Because that's you a know, lot of a the movie hazy about a guy. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But also, this movie has a weird amount of like kind of traditional Americana in it. They're in uh, like an Ohio <laughs> suburb and the trucks and construction jobs. It's kind of weird in that regard. They're not so. even suburbs. They're like exurbs. They're, they're, yeah. it's, it's it's almost rural. It's a surprisingly Americana movie. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm drinking an American haze. Kind of blend those two things together. Mark. Okay. Okay. I went local with my first one. I got two and I, I nailed them both. Hey, so we got two. Uh, first I off, proper one. proper brewings. Check your head. Check uh, style pilsner. <laughs> Thank you for the narration, Jake. Check yeah. style pilsner. Impression is spot on. Yeah, Obviously, you. check your head. Same kind of reasons here, going for the uh, psychological angle. 
Yep. Um, and then second off, Jack, I'm pretty sure you said earlier that you thought there was going to be something storm related here. Well, I happen to have a bottle dang, here. Dang, of dang. That is storm. not beer. Okay. That oh, is not shit. beer. Are we doing shots? Is that what's happening? I, no, I'm not doing a shot of Talisker <laughs> Storm, you idiot. No, I'm gonna have. Know. I'm gonna finish off the podcast with a nice glass of scotch. Nice, You're gonna buddy. I like that very much. That. And we're recording a Patreon cast after this. That'll be fun. It's gonna get <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> I'm already sloppy, just for the record. Yeah, Jake's been I drinking like- all day. We have great energy going. <laughs> I like that all very much. Good work all around, boys. But hey, drinking beers and watching Take Shelter, I almost forgot, isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. Uh We might have also experienced some other horror shit. So why don't we cue that sound effect and first pay up on Lost Beers for Fears if we have any. Oh, you know I got some. Okay, let's cue that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, Mark, you mentioned you have some. I don't have any that I watched for Lost Beers for Fears this particular week. Uh, What you got, Mark? Okay, so for the movie The Invisible Man, um, I watched The Hollow Man. I'll let you guess what the theme of that quiz or of that poll was. I have was. no idea. D- the Kevin Bacon movie. Uh, yeah, we did a whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, That's and it was fun. a ho- yeah, that was the only. It was Hollow Man or um, Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Was, was yeah, or Tremors. Or Wait, that, that new was one that the, theme, the theme. Was Kevin Bacon? Was no, it, it was not was not. Kevin Bacon had nothing to do with the Invisible Man. <laughs> but he did Hollow Man. But that wasn't the movie. But we the watched. movie he watched was Hollow Man. <laughs> You're you're begging the question, Jake. You're assuming the well, premise. I will beg the question, Jack. I'm known to do that. <laughs> what was the ball? Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah no, I, I thought you guys would just drive that one to ground. Um, <laughs> Hollow Man from 2000, starring Kevin Bacon. Thank as the titular, you. There you go. He nailed it. As, as the titular Hollow Man um, yeah. is... An incredible movie. Here's here's no, the thing not. about Stop this. It. <laughs> it's a terrible movie <laughs> that you. is incredible. Um, okay. Here's the thing about this. A, it's exactly what you expect from like a blockbuster 2000 movie. Um, and B, given the timing of our recordings, I watched this over six weeks ago, I think. <laughs> We're, uh, I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, I, I, look, I, I am to- I am t- always I think I, I feel like I'm the most effusive one about these one about these movies that are like it just incredibly bad at science and tie that up in this movie with e- the cast of Kevin Bacon and Josh Brolin being romantic rivals while Greg Grunberg who's the recognizable face he's the cop from uh, Heroes is what I knew him from but what he's been in a bunch <laughs> nice. of stuff he's uh, in the background like it is it is a per- he, Kevin Bacon walks into this movie wearing a leather duster there are there's so much and he is not burning it now this is also loosely supposed to be like an, an adaptation of the invisible man right of H.G. Wells novel um was it I mean, I I've never read so? the H.G. Wells one. I don't think this is anywhere close to the H.G. Wells thing. I mean, ma- aside from <laughs> a person becoming invisible and going insane, aside from that, like, little No, piece, I think that's it. Okay, fine. So, yes, it is reimagined. In the same in way that the, the recent Invisible Man is a quote-unquote adaptation of H.G. Wells as the Invisible Man. Sure. 
Um, so yeah, it is that. Uh, this one is much more action movie oriented than the Elizabeth Moss version from 2020. Um, and boy, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> but man, is it fun to watch! <laughs> I fucking this is a movie where you can inject something into somebody's DNA to make them invisible, um, but it doesn't hide their heat signature. So <laughs> that's this is cool. also like a. A Marvel comic origin story from the '60s, right? He just like volunteers to take a serum. Yeah, their their funding is going to get yanked by the federal government or something like that because they can only sort of turn things invisible because that's how quickly the U.S. government gives up on science projects. It's, it's half working. It sort of turns invisible. Like, nope, you've clearly failed. Yeah, you can turn something invisible. It just dies in the process. It's a problem. Or yeah. no, it could, they can turn things invisible, but they can't turn them back from invisible. So you know, there's there's only limited utility there for the American government. I like it. Yeah. Uh, this movie also is super duper pervy. <laughs> There's so much like they go hard into the voyeurism paint in this one. Um, so I guess I be remember advised that from that like regard. the trailers, like getting I mean, groped by an invisible presence. Yeah. Sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, it's a bit problematic. Um, but <laughs> as with most things in 2000, uh, I mean, you can kind of you kind of know what you're getting into. I guess not trying to make excuses for it, but it was very much of the time. So there you have it, uh, Hollow Man for <laughs> big time losing yikes. Invisible Man. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, Mark, you got anything else? I like that one. <laughs> not within the purview of Beers for Fears. Okay, and I don't, Jake. Are you in my boat with not having any oh, lost beers for fears, I'm, or Mark's boat with I'm having a lost? So beers for in your fears. boat, Jack. Oh, you have fuck no yeah! Idea let's let's ride this boat together, right on into the Scatman sound effect. Scatman's world. All right, regular rocking horror worlds, boys. I'm very excited to talk about this regular rocking horror Damn. world segment. So why don't we start with Jake? Because you said you don't have much. Oh, what? <laughs> there. Did I? Did I say that? I off think air? so. I don't remember. You what said I, said I don't have. I, excuse me. You did say I don't have much. You said I don't have dick. Oh I yeah, believe. that was meant to be for the <laughs> the the other part though. Oh, I also see. I don't got dick for this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I only have two <laughs> things though, so I kind of wasn't kidding. Actual spit take from me. You got an actual <laughs> uh, spit. That's take good. I'm I'm glad. I'm only sort of kidding. Um, so two things. I'm gonna start with the one that is more obvious, I suppose. Uh, I feel a little bad about this because we have had our dog for I mean, two years almost now. Not two years almost, year and a half. But she's almost two years old. We named our dog Ripley, after Ellen Ripley from Alien. This is my Alien. suggestion. I want that out there. Yeah, Mark suggested it. Good job, Mark. Thank you. Uh, we hadn't watched it, and Katie has, my lovely fiance, has berated me for at least a year about watching the movie that is the namesake for our dog. Has um, she not seen it? Has she not seen it before? Never seen the movie. Doesn't understand why, right? So we we finally took the plunge. And, I, I mean, this. I, there's not a lot to say about Alien. Like, it remains a stalwart classic. Love the movie. Absolutely everything that it does is tremendous from the sets to the the characters. Everything is uh, it's it's horror lo- like royalty. Like that's all I can say about it. I, she really liked it. Um, kind of what I've started to notice with her experience. So I want to take this angle as her not being a typical horror viewer watching classics. I don't find that those land as anticipatedly scarily as I would have expected. Like, this movie, in my opinion, is a scary, like, slasher in space. And I think that the tension is great and all of that stuff. This did not affect her as much as I thought it would. She was all aboard, like, the Ellen Ripley train. So that part landed super well. Great. 
great namesake for our dog. However, <laughs> she wasn't that scared by the movie. And I wouldn't say that like if I go back and watch Alien, I'm super scared. But I think that the tension is amazing. And everything else about it from a technical standpoint is also amazing. I just am starting to notice as I watch some of these with her, like Alien, Poltergeist, like they just aren't landing in the way that I would have anticipated after like having watched a bunch of other movies and not revisited these classics. So it's an interesting little morsel, whereas newer movies do impact her more. So I'm I'm kind but- of curious as to like why that is i kind of know right? she's like, she's she's more of a serial killer person though so we got to go back and watch like texas chainsaw massacre or something like that see how that lands in order yeah to properly I, I think you, i think you have to go to a little bit of a little bit of that angle um maybe that'll be the next one yeah although you, <laughs> good good luck getting yeah to watch texas chainsaw although you have to climb the hill of like will the movie actually be watched by said lovely fiance um We'll see. Anyway, I'm happy we're finally able to watch that. That was totally my bad on, like, just not, frankly, like, I didn't really oblige because we watch so many horror movies every week that I wanted to see some other things, and I've seen Alien so many times that it took a week where I was just like, whatever. So we watched it. It was great. I'm always happy to go back and watch Alien, turns out. Nice. How about another one that I actually have a lot more to say about? So there was a movie that came out. you've had a lot to say about that one. Wow, I have a lot more to say about this one. (laughs) <laughs> is this one also dog related though no okay well actually yes mark holy fuck it is there yes there's a movie that came out last year like psychic called the wolf house do you guys know anything about the wolf house not even okay, one well single we cover this on now. hr because i do not remember that name uh i think we did not so okay, cool. this is not an american movie this is <laughs> a chilean movie and it showed up on the list last year. I, I had it on my list of like things to check out before the end of the year because I heard a lot of good things about it. Didn't know much about why the good things existed. Decided because I had a minute to check it out. Um, can definitively say this is the most art for art's sake movie I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it is not even remotely. Holy it shit. It is not even remotely close. This thing this thing belongs like I would feel more comfortable with this movie being like behind the little like you you know where you're in a museum and you walk around the corner of like the dark area and there's the back because that's where people are sitting to like watch a thing that's happening and then you can kind of like watch some of it and like dip in dip out sort of thing you said that in the weirdest possible way but yes I'm familiar with sometimes they project short films at museums (laughs) yes but not a short film like I'm talking 95 minutes plus it's like between 95 and 115 minutes i don't know the exact amount right like like um, when you walk into the theater and they just have porn on the screen like that not even porn so oh this okay. is this is the <laughs> okay standing by the take that i think that this is the most art for art's sake movie i've ever seen this is astonishing in the most literal sense like it's okay so let me tell you what it actually is it's kind of a little red riding hood thing but it's also a metaphor for German presence in Chile and like there's this religious cult so the whole thing is this woman's experience like being she's like trying to exist on her own without the cult but things go awry and it's sort of being presented and as you find out in the end is like a propaganda that is used by the religious cult which also happens to be like German craziness and I mean, I don't think I've ever seen so many interesting uses of just, like, seamless transition of different art 
everything takes place within the rooms of this very small house, so it's super claustrophobic. It's very disorienting because it's constantly changing between, like, stop motion and then, like, watercolor weirdness that's bleeding into the walls. And that's without mentioning that it's, like, really trying to, like, do the art for art's sake thing so it's more nebulous than what I'm making it sound like. Like, I'm piecing together <laughs> what I understood. You're making it the- sound... I'll tell you, you're making it sound pretty nebulous. I'm, I am. I, I'm I am on by a doing my right best now. to make it sound not <laughs> nebulous, buddy. This thing, it, this thing is almost beyond comprehension. And I think the best way to describe it in one sentence is that it is one of the most repulsive things I have ever seen, and it's incredible. And I respect the shit out of it. Well, okay, but how did you watch it? Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> uh, I watched it on Shutter. It's on Shutter right now. Okay. Nice. nice. I would nice. I would highly recommend going and just like checking it out, but not sitting through the whole thing. Like fast forward, get a sense for what's going on. Like look at some of the weird shit because that's all it is. That's all it is. And it's just a continuation of that. So you for- want me to project this on a screen in my house and just kind of walk through it occasionally? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. I can do that. I, I, I would highly, I would of, actually highly recommend that because there is some insane shit that is absolutely worth like seeing with your eyeballs in this movie. Hmm. But that's like about as far as I can go. That's it, Jack. Ooh. It was called Wolf House. <laughs> the Wolf House. There's a the involved. With the this Wolf one. House. Yep. The <laughs> the the. So that means Jack will like it. Oh boy! <laughs> if I remember what it's actually called, which I won't, uh, I've got four to talk about this Woo! week. I'll go through the first one pretty quick. Um, I watched Thirty Coins, which is nope. the foreign uh, TV series on HBO that dropped. I think it's it's dropping weekly. This is um, ostensibly about <laughs> like exorcisms and satanic priests. It I kind of bounced off it after three episodes. The first episode's like almost an hour long. It's good it's well made it kind of has a tone problem where it's like really dark and brooding but then sometimes trying to go for comedy and sometimes being really sexy and it just doesn't do a good job of weaving the different vibes it's got going on um it is a cool like exorcism show and it opens very strong but i kind of bounced off it so i don't know that i could hugely recommend it and i don't think i'll be completing the first uh season (laughs) that barely Uh, counts did you say it was dirty coins or thirty coins? Thirty coins, like the like, number. Uh, l- yeah, like like uh, the Bible. That day. What do you mean, like the Bible? Thirty silver coins is what Judas got to betray Jesus. I think. Oh, okay. Totally. Thirty coins of silver. I this think? is not Maybe. a religious podcast. Copper <laughs> 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 coins of silver. Japan is won't do. Like uh, next up, movies. I watched PG Psycho Gorman. PG colon Psycho oh, Gorman. You described wow. this as silky recently, and I thought that was interesting. Wait, what? Did this show up in our chat? Uh, no, no, this just this showed up in our Reddit post. Uh, that was a mistype. I meant silly. Oh, <laughs> you definitely typed <laughs> silky, and I like it, and you should leave it. Nice, I will. Oh, um, <laughs> so, or I'm is, a I mean, if you, one of those two things. Jack, was the movie you, silky? It was not silky. Damn it. <laughs> if you watch the trailer, you know everything you're going to know about this movie. It's stupid and silly and fun and 80s schlocky, like Power Rangers, original Power Rangers costumes and 80s schlock gore. Um, Question. It Yes. How'd you watch it? Uh, yeah, I rented it, I believe, on Amazon. Question. Yes, sir. Was it in the same vein as uh, Turbo Kid? Uh, like I no. expected. Fuck, what? No. I mean, it's sillier and stupider, and there's a, 
it's like they they put all of their effort into the visual gags and like the the costumes and the and the dumb schlocky effects. Are you saying that's not like Turbo Kid? Because that sounds exactly like Turbo Kid. I mean, Turbo Kid to me felt much more written and much more character driven than this, which the characters okay. are irrelevant there is almost no story okay. the movie like makes a bunch of jokes about how inconsequential it is but it's like hard those jokes don't hit well when i'm angry at the movie for precisely those things where it's like those are legitimate flaws that you're remarking upon that you apparently elected just to not address but um, if you I mean, remark if upon them then they aren't flaws right jack <laughs> it's fine it's if magic you, if, if you yeah. look for some if you're looking for something really stupid that's visually fun and like that it definitely does like tingle that part of nostalgic part of my brain of like old school power rangers and 80s schlock effects i mean i'm uh, basically really looking good. for that honestly yeah. like that it, it both, is, it, like schlock dumb and making me think about all like literally any time that isn't now is pretty much right up my alley and this will do that uh, it's Fun. pretty good in that good. regard so Love it's not it. like a recommend but if you're looking for those things check it out they did those things very well um and next up i want to talk about anything for jackson okay shutter uh, this is on shutter is yes, on a it heater is. <laughs> this it also is... has the wolf house on it so think about it <laughs> dude that movie was remarkable uh anything for jackson is actually pretty remarkable as well this was way <laughs> better than way. i thought it was gonna be in a different um, way yep. yeah okay this is julian richings um who you've seen a thousand times i talk about a lot ichabod from the patriot show that i like mm-hmm. um yeah, and, <laughs> and from Sheila last McCarthy. week's movie yeah, and last week's movie, Sheila McCarthy, who you'll also recognize from a shitload of stuff as well, uh, but not any, like, one thing in particular. They they are this couple who's, like, grieving the loss of their son, the tragic loss of their son, and so they're turning to satanic means to try to get a, a new child. And it's, like, weird, and the tone of the trailer is the tone of this movie. Like, it's a little bit goofy and a little bit, funny like they're they they meet with their satanic cult at just like a a depressing like city auxiliary building kind of like where you'd have an aa meeting so like there's some funny tonal gags in there like Mm -hmm. the satanic cult just meeting at a a municipal auxiliary it has like that kind of like downtrodden like barely inserts the humor but it's definitely there sort of thing but it's definitely there love that that dark humor does a great job yeah. of like unlike PG Psycho Gorman or, or and unlike 30 coins which like didn't blend all these elements together very well this one blends them all perfectly it's also really disturbing the demonic entities are fucked up uh, hmm. and will disturb you this is a recommend from me I, I hmm. liked this movie a lot more than I was expecting especially like after the initial little bit I was like okay I kind of see what this movie is doing and yeah. I was like Wrong about its quality and what it was doing. This movie is very good. Were I you wrong it. about Shutter being on a heater? I mean, they have so much stuff. Yeah, they have good, good stuff and bad that's stuff. That's great. I love Shutter. They, they have Shutter quantity rules. and He's quality. It. He's saying what we both. need. He's saying what we need. <laughs> um, lastly, and this is the big one I want to talk about. I watched Synchronic, uh, the I'm, the Benson and Moorhead. Uh, I don't new know flick. if I'm excited to hear you talk about this. This could only go poorly for me. Um, I'll start by saying I fucking loved this movie. Oh, God, thank you. Um, it's, I mean, the acting is unsurprisingly great. It's with, Anthony uh, Mackie, right? He's Anthony Mackie, Jamie Dornan, and Katie Asselton is, like, the other major character nice. in the movie. Um, uh, they, they all do a tremendous job. This is also, it, it's, like, obviously a time-bendy 
psychological, sci-fi. weird kind of sci-fi e movie. Yeah. I will say, Mark, to, it's funny you brought up the the incorrect science earlier. There is one scene in this movie that is infuriatingly hand wavy, where they essentially just say like, eh, "Pineal gland, fuck it." Uh, oh but yeah, then the love it. That's Pineal gland. One. Yep. The I mean, that's almost that's so tropey though. That's like trope <laughs> at that it, point. It Shoulders, tropey, I don't they, know, DMT. There, there's one scene, and I don't want to spoil this movie, but there's one scene that is infuriating not only because of how they hand wave over that part of the plot, but just because of how the scene exists as a whole. It's like okay. just it's. I don't want to explain more than that. But there's one bad scene. The rest of the movie fucking rules. The time bendy shit is awesome. Like if you ignore that one bad science scene, they do a great job fucking with your brain about like how this time bendy stuff works. It's really cool. Uh, the effects are awesome. Where would I, you, I loved this movie. Where would you rank this in the Benson Moorhead? Um, I liked. Movie. You know, I got to give it a little more time. I watched this today. Uh, have you seen the no? This. Tell me now. I I have seen the Endless. Have yeah, you seen, seen Resolution? It. I have not seen Resolution. Okay, that's the only. Um, one. I I liked this better than the Endless. I think, but I have a lot of recency bias going on with it. It's like running very fresh in my head. Jack yeah. is and famous I liked for it. his recency bias. Less well than or less well than I was gonna say less well than Synchronic, less well than Spring, uh, but I really really liked Spring. Yeah, uh, but I mean I really cool. I really really liked literally every movie I've ever seen them make. So yeah, it look this one this this is up there. It's, oh it's god, a great fucking oh my movie. god, I liked it oh my god, I rented it on Amazon. Okay, everybody, I will watch report it. back. It's fucking great. I will report back next episode. <laughs> Good. Now that I know it's a, now, <laughs> I, I didn't know it was out yet. I would have already taken I, the plunge. I will say this one is like the least horror-y of their movies so far. I it's think. fine. Let it, like, um, is it which, still a, is it still horror? Important question. Yes. It's, it's horror adjacent. Uh, is it horror adjacent? It's close to the line. It's close to the it's line. It's right on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah Jack, pretty much. I have another question. Jack. Jack. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Is it is it post horror? <laughs> it's not post horror. Okay, cool. <laughs> Could be. Could be. It might but, be. But. It does fucking rule. That's all I've got. Mark, hit us. All right, I got a whole pile of stuff. Most well, of it's fast. Most of it's stuff that I've only started, so I probably won't we'll talk about them time. this week. Okay, yeah, give us time. Give us time. Uh, first off, I watched Prom Night. Uh, this was kind of in the same vein. This actually might have been literally the day after we watched Hollow Man. I needed something to put on while my wife and I played um, video games, like a Wingspan or a Terraforming Mars or something on our computer. And I wanted something <laughs> to put up on, on video the board games. <laughs> Video board games. Yeah. Um, the, the original or the remake? Oh, like? no. I already watched the original at the end of last year. Uh, the discerning listener will recall this was mm-hmm. the 2008 remake. Fun. That's way better. <laughs> it actually is way better. Oh, um, don't stop it. <laughs> dude, have you seen the 1980 prom night? It's not good. Uh, I think I have. Uh, Jake, I, think yeah, I, I mean, I'm, yes, but no. I'm is looking that, at the Wikipedia page for the 2008 remake, and it appears to star Britney Snow, so that was Mark was always going to pick this He, he had no chance. Not only does it have Britney <laughs> Snow, it also has Idris Elba. So well, okay. Keep, keep okay, hell of a cast, hell of a cast. also has James Ransone in it. Okay. And little cherry on top, the dad of Britney Snow in this movie uh, looked very familiar, and I was trying to figure out where he was from, so I looked it up. He's Johnny Cage from the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, what the best part about this is, is I remember you mentioning this now, and it feels like fucking last year. I think it, this is bordering on it might have been last year. <laughs> I think this was, I don't know, it was probably like the first week of January. Mark, that I, I, have a, I have a question for you. You put James Ransone on the same level as, like, Idris Elba. Is he a draw for you to a movie? He's a good actor. I mean, his performance is in he? It, he's one of the best parts of It, dude. He, he, I like yeah, him okay. a lot there. He's good in It. He's, I mean, 
I don't I don't know if I disliked him or just the character of Ziggy Sabatka, which is his most famous character, I think. Uh, he, and I didn't really – I think he was the worst parts of Sinister. Oh, yeah, he was absolutely the worst parts of Sinister. <laughs> we haven't even seen Sinister 2, and he's like a big part of that, and that movie sucks. Um, in any case, Prom Night from 2008 is – a much better movie than you're giving it credit for, but it doesn't really need that much credit. Like it's not, it's not good, but it's better than you think it is. Um, and it is borderline. One of the best things you can just put on in the background. Like it's sort of that like post slasher evolution that happened. The, the slasher trend really died off in the early aughts. We talked about this last week on the urban legend thing. Um, and then the ones that remain became like way more gory and like, I don't know. They they became way more serious in what they were doing and less reliant on tropes and stuff and are kind of fun in their own right. Um, so this is a good example of that. I actually like this movie. Um, I watched it on Netflix, so easy to find, easy to watch, low barrier to entry. If you're looking for a decent slasher, give this one a watch. Go back and go back and live in 2008 nice. for, for I like it. two hours or 90 minutes or whatever it is. What else? <laughs> Another Netflix movie, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, um, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is one that was recommended by Jake back in December, give or take. Um, and I don't have too much to elaborate on what his take was. It's lovely, charming, and the better but later version of Attack the Block. Um, it's 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 funny, and it has a lot of personality mm. to it. There are points in it, like there's there's a there's a character on the side that's like streaming everything on social media, which I feel like I guess now is just a requirement for all movies. Um, and that personality is particularly grating. But aside from that, like there's really not that much stuff here that is objectionable. Um, aside from the fact that it's actually a decent vampire movie, it also is an interesting take on gentrification and yes. like people getting pushed out of the Bronx or that whatever neighborhood you want to I mean, insert that's, here. That's the angle for this movie. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not trying to hide the metaphor. No. It's very obviously happening. the The vampires themselves are a real estate are inhabited inhabit a real estate company that is actively <laughs> pushing people out of the Bronx into. It's the not trying so. to not be on the nose. It is very aware. Right, but it shows up with enough style and personality that it was heavily enjoyable. It's, I would it's a very this. fun, light, lighthearted, if that word works, romp. Yeah. If you want a good vampire movie, go watch this because it's yeah. a very good vampire yeah. movie. It's, it's absolutely worth it. I agree. Yeah. You is, can... it a, is it a comedy? Like, would you call it a comedy yes. horror? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean,. It's it has not, its moments. It's not Tucker and Dale, but it definitely like has that funny edge to it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, it's available on Netflix. I think I've said that a couple times. This should appeal to. Uh, this is an easy recommend. Yeah, pretty easy recommend. Very, very well put together movie. Mm -hmm. Next up, this was my one of Jack's recommendations to me for the year twenty twenty one from the Omnibus. Uh, porno. I watched some porno, you guys. Hell Good yeah! For you. I just threw some porno on my television and I <laughs> sat down and watched it. Sounds normal. Also on Shutter. This is I'm on Shutter. Break your bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. This is on Shutter, um, and this is this is also a particularly. I, I think if I were to distill this movie down into one word, it would be clever. This is not what I was expecting. This is not what I was expecting to get out of this movie. Um, wow, it's not blowing the roof off the doors in any particular way with what? like the actual content here, <laughs> but what it's doing kind of reminded me of the movie Teeth. Which is yeah. a very strange comparison. Interesting, but mm. I get the sense. I I get 
what you're putting down. But it's it's the it's the fundamentalist Christian approach to like uh whatever you would whatever you would call these topics of of corruption or whatever yeah. of of filth and sinning and stuff like that. So that that was that was the angle filth. that I wasn't really seeing when I went into this. I did go into this mostly blind was that this group of teens that are running the movie theater um are all extremely Christian and like that's part of the humor of of the movie. And I um, did talk about that, but we were like three hours deep into the omnibus at that point. So yeah, I have <laughs> I I have very little uh, recollection of the end of the omnibus. I was also <laughs> sick with COVID at the time, so it was a double whammy. Um, anyways, porn- <laughs> porno sure was fun. <laughs> Everybody should go watch porno. Um, it is it is a very weird movie. Um, I guess you'd call it a supernatural ghost movie. There's a ghost running around. Spoiler yeah. in, a, in a in a movie theater. Also- it doesn't like the the name doesn't really fit the flick. <laughs> it's not even about like pornography. They're doing well. Way. I mean, they put on a porno kind of. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they put on like a movie where there's going to be a topless woman <laughs> and a bottomless woman. There's okay. like a whole there's a whole Ooh, thing. She's got a lot of bush, Billy. so you can't really see anything. But I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a button in a fur coat. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, what they're doing there is obviously the sex. Now that I have your attention, watch <laughs> totally, this movie type totally, of thing. Totally, totally. It, it catches the eye. Um, yeah. And uh, interestingly, my my exposure to this was prior to you recommending this to me on the Omnibus. I turned on Shutter on their uh, Shutter Flicks, whatever the thing that happens when you turn on their app, and it just like plays a movie for you. The t- just like the channel Shutter TV. Yeah, yeah, Shutter TV. I turned it on, and it was like mid one of the scenes in porno, and it was so the thing just pops up says porno, and then there's like this topless lady. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So this is where we're at now. <laughs> this is what Shutter's doing these days. Okay. Uh, interesting. It's on interesting. a heater. <laughs> it's definitely on a heater. <laughs> it's branching out. It's trying. It's trying new realms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It is a fun movie. If if it is a, I mean, it's definitely a comedy. So if you're wanting a good horror comedy, maybe maybe seek that one out. I'm glad you liked it, Mark. I thought it would appeal to you. Uh, and then I decided to round out the uh, Jack recommendations from 2020, and I also watched The Cleansing wow. Hour. Holy shit! Yeah, on Shutter. so on Shutter, oh, we got to we got to bury this heater thing. We're beating Ooh, a dead horse. At I this didn't point. say anything. You were gonna. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't gonna. I have taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? Yeah, I wasn't um, gonna. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. This is. The, you gotta hurry. We're so deep. You gotta hurry. This is the opposite of hurry. Porno. It is yes. not a unique concept. It takes itself so seriously. <laughs> but it is a great execution of the non-unique concept. Um, this does a lot of interesting things and goes different directions with the um, possession and exorcism vibe of things um, than you've seen really, at least from what I've seen in any other show. I mean, I, I'm sure there's been something similar to this done before, but this is the most polished version of exorcists get themselves in too deep type of uh movie there is there's a good amount of i wouldn't call this one a comedy unlike the last few that i've been talking about but it does have a sort of like the rapport that the characters have with each other brings a certain casual friendliness to it um that despite obviously the characters being challenged with pretty incredible um you know demon exposure uh (laughs) that still shines through at moments and like it's sort of the, the friendship that underpins this whole thing it's 
it's an incredible ride to an exceptionally dumb twist, but even the twist is kind of like, whatever, it's a good horror movie ending that's like campy and dumb. But overall, I mean, this is a good recommendation. I, I generally like to provide a little bit more variety in my recommendations, but I guess I'm going four for four this uh, this week on you should just watch all of these things. Because um, <laughs> The Cleansing Hour is good. If you're Rank looking them. for a good possession, like battle with the religious supernatural, go with The Cleansing Hour. It's it's also it's a, a wild weird, ride. It's a weird combination of like sort of found footage, but kind of not found footage. Yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't really mentioned this. It it follows a pair yeah. of of friends. One is like the lead actor, and one is the lead director slash producer of an exorcism like YouTube channel, and it's largely faked. Well, it is completely faked until they run into one thing. They piss off the wrong demon, and whoopsie daisy, that's not what this movie anymore. is about. It's not fake anymore. Um, and they also. Exorcist team slash heavy metal band. <laughs> They're not a heavy metal band. They go to a karaoke bar at the beginning. Is that what you're thinking of? They're Maybe. not a band. They're it's not a, a band. Since I've, it's been a while since I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like crossing this with Uncle Peckerhead, maybe? He hasn't seen that shit. I haven't seen Uncle Peckerhead. Well, okay. Maybe there's just some osmosis or something like that. You should see it. Mark, okay. rank these. Ooh. If you're going to recommend them all, rank them, and then we got to fucking move on. Um... Okay, this is tough because there, there's a big them. there's a big gap between them. No, rank the them. No, <laughs> rank now. Vampires versus the Bronx, top. I'm going top to bottom. Vampires versus the Bronx, the Cleansing Hour, Prom Night Porno, with the with the understanding that Prom Night is my bailiwick. Sure, and that all of them are also recommends. And that all of the, yeah exactly cool. all of them are okay recommends. love it. All right, let's go to feature presentation. See, Jack, that wasn't that was better? highly contentious for a bunch of really good movies. Wasn't that better? No. It was better. It was way better. Fuck you. I want to get better. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2011's Take Shelter. Again, this was a pick from Patreon member John. John, thank you again for the pick. I got to say, I had not seen this movie before. How about you, boys? I had it's not very seen official it. of you. You you really introed it officially, and I <clears> have <throat> to you. admit that that was nice. I had not, not seen prepared. it. I had not heard of it. Um, I went in completely you Wait, blind. You hadn't heard of it? Never heard of it. Weird. So I I knew this movie because of its uh its like main poster, right? So this With used the to birds be on... above like a street. No, so it's actually not that one. It's the one where. For what it's like, you see Michael Shannon like looking up into the sky. It's a different poster. There are two. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to Google some. Things just Google quick. it. You'll probably it probably is the main poster that'll show up. That used to be the title card for this when it was on Shutter. I figured it would still be on Shutter, but they have obviously like rotation as other streaming services do. Oh it yeah, not yeah, on yeah. Shutter anymore. Anyway, I knew this movie existed. I knew Michael Shannon was in it. I did not fucking know that Jessica Chastain was in it. Oh, that was me a f- treat. We'll that's get into absolute it. Absolute delight. Uh, uh, that's about it. I we all pretty much went in blind. I'm I'm curious, and I I John, I didn't go back to see why you recommended this, and I think it came in kind of off to the side, but we're doing it anyway. It was a late um, edition, yeah. It was, and I'd like to remember exactly why. I'm sure you can pipe in on 
what that whole thing was about, but we're going to talk about it. So there you go. Jack, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. So off air, I think last week we were trying to figure out what our next movie was, as is tradition. And um, <laughs> you don't. you got like super fucking jazzed about this movie. And I was curious. Oh, yeah, why. you did. And you didn't know, you didn't know shit about it. What the You were fuck? like, oh, the Michael Shannon, Jessica Chastain joint. Oh, hell yeah. Because I had Googled it as when it was on our list, I saw that it was Michael Chan and Jessica Chastain. That was it. It was entirely just the poster shock thing that you said that you had. I thought you had a lot more to say than that. That's a disappointment. No, I love Jessica Chastain. Well, no shit. Everybody (laughs) loves Jessica Chastain. She's a national treasure. Absolutely. Fuck. Okay, that was a lot more disappointing than I expected. Jesus Christ. Can we move on? Yeah, we got to do a thirty-second plot Uh. synopsis. We'll split it. I'll go. What, last? Jake, you're first. Mark, you're in the middle. All right. Back seat in the middle with my feet on the hump. <laughs> and this time, I'm actually going to have my stopwatch ready to go. Are you just saying seconds. that, though? Are you just 30 saying 30 seconds that? is on the goddamn The funny clock. part is that I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I was settling in, and I didn't have my own stopwatch <laughs> up, which means it's that I would have fucking first. done the same thing you did last week. It's going to start when Jake starts. We're in Ohio, and Curtis is having dreams about things like motor oil raining from the sky and weird shadow people showing up to take him and his family away. It's scary. In the Time real mark. world, him and his wife are having substantial like money problems, and they're trying to save up money for the for an operation for their daughter to uh, restore her hearing to, with a cochlear implant. Time, Jack. And Time, Jack. Jesus. It's bad. Uh, Michael Shannon's character goes increasingly loses mental stability and starts building the shelter. He gets fired from his job. Eventually, there is a storm. They break out, go to the Time. beach, and then there's Just maybe a going. real storm. Just keep going. And then maybe there's a real storm, but maybe there isn't. That's fair. Uh, this, is, this is a movie about Michael Shannon not knowing whether or not he has schizophrenia. That's the basically the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's clear that he does have schizophrenia. Like, it, is it clear? Cl- yeah, when when he feels and hears the storm that is out there. Oh, and, and no one else Chastain sees it. There, there are, like, there are copious there. scenes in this movie where people do not see or hear the same things he does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I he, guess I guess it depends on how you want to interpret it. Those are certainly, I mean, he does, as he says in the movie, he does have delusions and hallucinations. But yes, also, has, yeah. Well, okay, we're kind have, of getting into. If you have delusions and hallucinations, mm-hmm. and you are right at the Mark, end of the movie, we're getting in. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about this movie, aren't we? Sure. Holy shit! Yes, we are. It's a that's oh a great. God. I mean that that is, in a sense, uh, we're gonna get there in roughly one half of one second. Yeah, because we have to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror it fits into except psychological, because I'm taking that one. And That's it. there really aren't any That's others. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Americana. I mean, it is. In terms of horror subgenres, because we distinctly will not put drama in here, this is a psychological drama that really yeah. toes the line of being horror. Um, there were a lot of, I mean, honestly, at the end, I was like, is this horror? Is this not horror? Like, what it is definitely, horror? I mean, there are scenes that I, I I, would be much more tempted to say this is not horror if there weren't sequences of him getting pulled out of his car by zombies eh, and, like, that happens, jump scares of people eh, outside of his house and stuff. Eh, the one, dog tw- ripping his arm to three shreds. Three times. Uh, the dream, okay, so this contains dream sequences with disturbing imagery. Like, there the are funny, many the other- movies... The there are funny many thing movies is, is that- the horror part of this is very front loaded. You you like after the after the halfway point of this movie, there's no more horror in it. Well, I think like Aside them being in it the changes. I think it stuff. changes the the what the horror is sort of changes. Yeah, yeah, because them being in the bunker, like being locked in there, is horrifying. Well, and I would Not I would knowing uh, if he's gonna let him out, like 
And I would argue that the end is horrific in its own way, too. There there are a lot of different ways that this is horror adjacent to slash, like, we could argue that it's horror. But I think that it pulls several levers, which is interesting. And I would argue that that gets us into what the movie does right. I mean, yes, I agree. I don't think any of us are arguing this isn't horror. I guess my point was that the like direct, yeah. obvious horror scenes are all in the first half of the movie. And then it shifts into a much more like subtle psychological brain bender type thing. Yeah. I yeah absolutely. Yes. None of us are arguing this is not horror. Let us be clear. However, however, did you guys happen to take a look at the director of this movie? His name is Jeff, Jeff Nichols. Nichols. He's a handsome lad. He is a handsome lad, and his other movies are not anywhere near horror adjacent. Well, that's directly wrong because Midnight Special is the other one he did. Oh, with dude, Michael Midnight Shannon, Special. Is that was one of the first things we lit. covered on HRR. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't even see that on his list. I was mostly looking at Mud and then Loving. <laughs> We Jesus just, Christ. You, we're just naming the top four things on IMDb. <laughs> How did you not yeah. see the, the other one? Because I, I was looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, and that okay. one's not on there. I see. Okay. I, okay. It is on there. It's not in his known for. Oh, my God. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> two, two seconds of reading. That's all it took. Look, I, I would not have guessed that. I mean, I guess it makes the sense with us, our, our discussion of is this horror or not. But, like... He, he the also, movie Loving does not like fit. I mean, it does fit with this. As he a also drama. has a podcast yeah, called yeah, Hank right. the Cowdog. What? Yeah. What is it about? Hank the Cowdog? Is I, it a Hank the Cowdog uh, recap podcast? I don't know. Remember Drover? His <laughs> he buddy? has a podcast called Hank the Cowdog. You, you guys are gonna have to get me off this because otherwise I will spend the rest of this fucking podcast talking about Hank the Cowdog. Let's this talk about what the movie does the right. Listener, this is the part of the episode where Mark doesn't get the reference. So, Woo! <laughs> Hank, just sit Mark, this one out. Hank the Cowdog was a series Shit, of like young adult mystery Sorry, books. Listener. Sorry, listener. From when we were in like elementary school and junior high, it was like uh, like the Hardy Boys, except for instead of two fucking assholes, it's an <laughs> awesome gruff dog and his stupid sidekick Drover. Wait, the, the do- dog had a sidekick. The dog had a dog sidekick. Yes. Was it a bunch of like anthropomorphic animals, or was it? No, they're 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 actual dogs, but you can hear what they're thinking, but the humans can't hear what they're thinking. So it's mystery solving dogs in the human world. Yes. So Jack, on on a ranch, Jack, they're just he, solving solving mysteries on a ranch. I like he wrote, this. He wrote, directed, created, produced a five episode podcast based on the book series Hank Cowdog. Holy shit! In twenty twenty, you might want to look at it. <laughs> and that's what this movie does right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> it Absolutely. is loosely associated with Jeff Nichols' podcast. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's talk about what this movie actually does right. How about, huh? Huh? Okay. Huh? Okay. Uh, I mean, acting. Oh, okay. yeah. I, this has... might literally be... <laughs> That's the, the whole movie. <laughs> Michael Shannon might not be better cast in anything. He was, he was the perfect choice for this role. As like a quiet, hardworking, trying to hide his own internal problems, but breaking down. He's, Fuck. yeah, he's exactly the right combo of, like, yeah, the workmanly blue-collar man's man whose face has been weathered by being That's out on it. the range drilling There's... shit for a long time, and a quiet, contemplative, ticking, time-bomb psychopath. There is he a... combines those two things so well. There is a physical element to his character to, like, that you can't manufacture like that is who he is so the casting is great and then he does a tremendous job with it it's a really hard role to like bring to life because i think that it's super important that this guy is like exactly what mark said right he is trying to basically 
and I am saying this with the knowledge that this is the world we are being thrust into, be the head of this American family in exurb, almost rural Ohio, where he and his wife have financial struggles. They're blue collar. They have a daughter who is deaf. She, they're trying to save up for cochlear implants, like all of that stuff. You, you can't pass up the fact that, like, that is a tremendously odd situation for, like, a more traditional American family, and they handle it super deftly without a lot of need for explanation, and he does most of that legwork. He is This is a ins- lot of showing and is, almost no telling. He is insanely good in this movie. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Good. Yeah. I was going to say, Michael Shannon is one of those people who looked like he was 50 when he was 10. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, I Googled young Michael Shannon. He and, looked like he was um, 50 when he was 10. No, I'll tell you what. He is the spitting image of Rami Malek when he's super young. <laughs> That's weird. That is what's weird. Actually I guess we know what Rami Malek's going toward. <laughs> what's interesting, Mark, is I was kind of lamenting while I was watching this. I was thinking that um, if you were to have given Anton Yelchin like, more time, I feel like there was a little bit of that here, too. Right? Okay. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that as well. I, it, there's just there's something about his something character that, that's magnetic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's something about his character that's magnetic. It's correctly cast. He plays it perfectly, and we haven't even gotten to the fact that Jessica Chastain's in this movie, and she fucking absolutely she slays, slays it as so well. The this counterpoint. Is, this is yeah. his character. I think so. This the actor of the movie award goes to Michael Shannon hands yes. down far and yes. away no competition well he has a lot Jessica more Chastain Je- exactly Jessica Ch- Chastain has a, does a good job in the role but it's like her job is to sit there and witness Michael Shannon going mm-hmm. insane she has like the one monologue in the shelter where she's like you have to you're the one who has to unlock it or this is never changing yeah but Mark she- I I agree with you but Jessica Chastain also like everything you said is right at the same time, she also plays an important role of like playing the character that we as the audience gravitate towards. Like increasingly isolated and lonely and trying her, like the only one who's actually keeping the family together. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. yes. We are circling one of the other things that I think is tip top what this, what sets this movie apart from any other that I've seen. Whoa. Is this Whoa. movie is exceptionally genuine. Like yeah. it, I, I think it's, I think it's telling at the beginning of the movie when he shows up late to, when they have to go to the, um, the, the class to learn sign language or yeah. whatever. And he's, he, he shows up late yeah. after his long day and he smells yeah. and he's dirty and all this other stuff. And they're clearly fighting and they include the scene otherwise completely pointless, not germane to the rest of the movie whatsoever. And frankly, normally in horror movies, you just have the couple fight and, that's well, like part of the tension. They also they that, include though. a scene here where they where he apologizes and then they like laugh about it and create this moment of like family bonding where he's joking about how bad he stinks and everybody around him's like all the extras that's... are reacting and stuff like that too. Yeah. That that moment is the case in point of this whole movie capturing how real the relationship seems between those two. Absolutely. And there isn't really a villain here. Like certainly, no. I mean he no. ends up kind of being the villain, but the villain is more his mental instability and like him pushing against this disease. But I think this movie does a good job of like also showcasing that like that is its own thing, right? Like Absolutely. He, he is He's him. Trying. He is him. She is her. They have their family. They have their daughter. They are trying to get along. And there is this extra element to what they are required to deal with. Like, I think that's a very germane subject to a lot of what we deal with 
as humans in today's society. Like, that's a big deal. You know Absolutely. what? You know what? Let's rewind for a second because I have another uh, sub sub genre that this fits into, which is adult fears. That is what oh, this yeah. movie is. Oh yeah. Oh, this yeah. is adult fears. Adult, whoa, adult from, fears. From like every movie. end, right? From Michael Shannon's end of like you maybe confronting a mental illness, or from Jessica Chastain's end, like dealing with a partner who's like lose breaking down, oh. or from both of their views of having to balance the budget and like care for their daughter and provide like, I mean the scene where he's fired from his job and has two weeks to, uh, of benefits left once they've already lined up his daughter's surgery in six weeks and stuff is, I mean, fucking heartbreaking. And another one of those things just goes out there as that fits into that bucket of adult fears of like, how do we make this work? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck. Uh yeah, I mean, if I think back to this movie in a year, that's what I'm gonna remember is. Ju- I mean, it's a really good drama. It is a really, really good drama. Uh, the horror the, elements don't really shine through that much here. No, but, they but really don't. The thing don't. that sets I, us apart is the dramatic elements. Yeah. I, there are 100%. plenty of horrifying things, like from a realistic perspective, and I think that that's noteworthy. Uh, from a yeah. traditional horror as a genre film perspective not so much (laughs) i mean while we're sort of on this topic um just to share something with you for a moment uh obviously i i I talked about this on the omnibus but um my lovely wife and i are expecting our first kid here in actually two weeks Woohoo! wish us luck um and now like watching a few of these movies about kids recently has been like a whole (laughs) A whole trip. Like, what? What? <laughs> what if she's deaf? What happens? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Let's see. What? What else can we so, stack the deck with you? Let's watch the the Omen next, and then what? <laughs> Mark, we're gonna uh, do our next draft, and we're just gonna do like fears. Just that baby movies. Child. It's just Rosemary's yeah. Baby, and then yeah. um, what was that no. one with the with the baby who took Prevenge? Prevenge. <laughs> eh, don't worry about that one. That doesn't even okay. involve the, the the baby. Doesn't even involve. Okay. Uh, ooh, what the, the the we should rewatch the one that we did a while ago with the kids who take over the English town. I was gonna say, yeah, who, the, that, the, and I, the village of the damned is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There it is. This is the hardest fucking name to remember. Children of the Corn. We got plenty of stuff. I mean, that now we're getting later on. We gotta wait until she's like eight. You know. <laughs> yeah, we need baby. They're not. Movies. They're not creepy until they're eight. That's the. That's There's the plenty of age. creepy baby movies. I think. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. There's anyway, a lot of really cool else? visuals I mean, in this. Yes. <laughs> All the dream sequences are fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. And frequently, I would say particularly from a... Well, I don't know. This is getting a little bit later. This was made, made in 2011, and typically you'd see stuff earlier than this that have the storm fronts that look like garbage. But the storm front in this movie, quite impressive. I enjoyed Looks it. It's really good. Yep. It's, and all the the birds look really good. The like weird patterns of birds. Yeah, the birds look. I mean, I think a lot of them are just people going out and filming barn swallows or whatever the hell it is that are flocking yeah. around. I mean, they but, look quite real to me. But then, I mean, there good. is also definitely the scene later in the movie, um, before the actual storm happens in the dream sequence, where the birds are like flying past him and he's holding yeah. his daughter. That's obviously CG, but it still looks pretty still good. looks good. Yeah. And he yeah. turns his daughter's head into the path of the birds. So yeah, exactly. The birds. Let me protect we'll your body, <laughs> but they're gonna sandblast your face. She already can't hear. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So your best, your best, as well? your, I don't know. It's <laughs> better to point? take a concussion when you're a kid than older. I don't know. 
your your whole argument is changing insane. drastically, and I can't follow it's it. Fine, I don't know. I don't know my argument. I can tell. I'm it's making it as I go. Shining through. It's fine. Um, on top of the like CG visuals and background stuff, though, there's also just I really hope I remember this movie when we get to the omnibus for the um for the cinematography category, because there's a few shots here that I mean are quite impeccable. The one that was immediately like came to mind was the shot of the stairs going out of the storm shelter when he first goes in and he's like, yes. he comes down and he kind of steps to the side and there's just this like illuminated staircase it's going good. up. That's yeah. a really, really good shot. Well, there's so much really cool visual storytelling and most of it is with that cinematography. I'm thinking like in particular, the bed is filmed differently on whether he's in it like alone and scared. It's made to look tiny. Like it's distort zoomed kind of. Well, outwards. that's actually, so that was a note like, that I, that was a note that I had is the bed in this movie is made claustrophobically small. And at first I was like, what the fuck kind of people sleep in like a twin? And then I was like, oh. it's not a twin. It's just when he's in there, it's yeah. shot to look like that. It's really it's fucking cool. super like detail oriented. This might be the best time. Kind of like we're going to get a better time to mention that this one, like, film festival like that's this was a winner this that this, this, this is the kind of film that wins that sort of shit so huh, i didn't yeah. i did not realize that yeah this is that <laughs> there you go anything else this movie does right i got one more thing i mean we talked about like a lot of the stuff is subsumed in that first category of acting we talked about right but there's a lot I of think... writing in there too the relationship we talked about all that stuff well there's I... something there's something about a movie where like almost nothing happens just relying on actors acting off of each other that's yeah. incredibly fun to watch if it works well yeah absolutely yeah the only other thing that i had was that this is this falls into the category of movies that make a choice and it made a choice at the very end uh I did don't it? know that I yeah, it def- sort of. It def- no, it definitely it definitely did make a choice. I would I would not put this in the Well, okay, say the it, choice that you think it made. The choice that it makes <laughs> is to make it as opaque and vague as possible so that you as the viewer have to choose is it this or is it this in a black and white sense, which is a hell of a choice to make because those yeah. two the the difference between those two and what that actually means is immense. And I liked it. I liked it. I liked it I, for that. But I think, I think that that could piss a lot of people it, off. I think they make it quite clear. They do. I, not. I, don't, I, I don't. I do not think they make it clear. I, at all. I'm with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Look, I'll, I, there's there's an interesting distinction here to make because I do not understand the end of this movie. But I also think unless unless are you are you saying that the Myrtle Beach section is a dream? It could be. Well, not, even not a dream. I think like whether or not like Jessica Chastain's weird little half nod to be like well, she sees it too. You don't like I don't know. Is that a full acknowledgement? Of I, her that I she think sees it okay. and the storm is real. I mean, okay, then we're getting into a lot of paranoid. stuff. I think that what? you could have easily taken the last scene as a dream. Yes, as I the beginning, you... but not a lot of what it showed for the end parts of a dream. I think that it yeah. had a lot of the same hallmarks in the way it was shot, in every sense of the word of like how the dream sequences went. I think you could, but I think that's a total cop-out, and I think that last sequence is shot in a way that is absolutely what is happening. I don't I don't know what you mean by that. I think it's supposed to be ambiguous. I think it's shot more in the way that it, the dreams are than in reality. All three all three characters acknowledge it. Uh, it is the only time where, like, with the subtle but his nod dreams thing. have been his his dreams have been be like they've started to envelop more of his family throughout the film. Like I think there are a lot of things that point towards the fact that he could be bringing in more of yeah that to I mean, his dreams. The, 
the dreams have never had more than one person in them at a time, so that would be a change. It could just well, be his daughter was in one. There. False. It's false. Yeah, his daughter was yeah. in one. His no, wife was in more one. More than yeah, exactly. More than three. Two, sorry, more than two people. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's always him and one other person. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's his buddy or his daughter or mm-hmm. his wife, it's always one other person. Mm-hmm. So the fact that his whole family is in it is a different thing. I the think... fact that the people within the dream are acknowledging the fact that it is a hallucination within the dream, or could be, is a thing. And the other like th- piece that I feel like is important here, and this is a weird part of my brain thinking that this is a film doohickey, is doohickey. you see the reflection of the storm. In in the in the storm windows, sure. which that, I think is that, is something that shows if they could what they could have done put is put there a peaceful sunny side in the background to show that it's a hallucination, it but hallucination. they didn't. They said that it's an actual real world yeah. thing that casts a reflection. That's clever, well, and they shot it that way. So I I hear what you're saying. That makes me think more like which one is it? But the, at the same time, like it's crazy, and I think that the fact that. What you had built up to this was these dream sequences, and it's shot in a lot of the same ways, with the exception of what you just mentioned with the reflection. On top of that, you had them meet with a guy who's like, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> you like, got to get this taken care of. Go get, go get a vacation, of. then come back. They and go on vacation, yourself. and I think that the fact that he's on vacation, the fact like that that's happening while he's on vacation, and then that there's acknowledgement from his family could be a way of like him... In, like getting embracement from his family, it could be. To I'll, his I'll tell you this: when I, when I watched that scene, I all of the other ones I took as dream sequences while they were happening before the reveal of him waking up, and that one I took as as this reality is actually happening. This I is the twist. Agree the, the at, at the end of the movie. I agree at first, and I've gotten less. I I have I have deviated from that train a little bit to where I don't know what I believe. To be honest, as we record I'm, this, I'm, the I'm other thing. I like that we how much we're talking about this. Yeah. It is ambiguous. Yeah, and I, I that's to me that's a fucking choice. The fact this started from me saying it made a choice. It made a choice to make it ambiguous, and we're talking about it, so I think that that's justified. So the other thing that I want to say about that is that this movie decided to do that thing that it did, and that thing you do. <laughs> It decided to do Bring that thing to a million happy, pieces. Can't you see? <laughs> we just like started singing entirely different. Keep going, just spice the whole song. I Mark, I like that we started singing entirely different parts play. of the song. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you went into like the weird middle of a verse somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> as you do, as you do when you start singing a song, you start in the middle. Duh. Jake, what were you saying? I lost my Sorry. train of thought. You and guys can you please fucking, stop you referencing Tom Hanks movies? Me. You guys are fucking derailed me. I'm I'm off it. Well, look, and even the director has said, like, so people have asked him about the ambiguous ending, I think, five different times. And he has said, I have a very clear idea of what I think happened, but I'm never going to say because I like everybody's discussion about it. And that's what we're doing right now. I yeah. got to say, so I got zero ambiguity out of the ending, obviously, as I've already said, which is fi- like, whatever, that's fine. The part that anno- that confuses me, though, is if you assume that that ending actually happened, I still don't know what the movie, like what that ending means. <laughs> yeah. If, if it's real and there's an actual storm, then so it's he, like, yeah, he well, actually, that's great. That, he's that, actually that's great. a prophet. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's also great because like from a horror perspective, like, so he was right, but now they're in Myrtle Beach. So like everything that he did is for naught, and they're fucked. Like yeah, yeah. it didn't matter. Like, yeah. It wouldn't have hit them in Ohio, which I think is hilarious <laughs> as shit. So yeah, so so that's the other side of things. I guess you could just make the choice of like the actual horror was going to South Carolina. Ah, well, <laughs> look, here's something the movie does middle. 
Uh, Wait, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. I, have, I have one more okay. thing for Does Right. Okay. It made a choice, think, though, Mark. I think you need this for a movie as slow and contemplative as this is, but the, the sonic landscape of this thing is quite impressive. The, the soundtrack that backs all of the scenes is just sort of like this like ambience like some of it is like wine glass like that sound you make with when you when you run your finger across the like top the of a wine glass cup thing yeah there's just like these harmonizing like almost harsh sounds that was that so underpin good. like and half the time mm-hmm. they use that as him zoning out other stuff and then coming in with Jessica Jessica Chastain being like yeah. did you hear me I just asked if you were going to take her to school yeah yeah that type of stuff I I think that the 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 soundtrack of these psychological horror movies is super duper important and, and this one nails super it. unsettling yes yeah I there's to- there's I also agree. they do the yeah, they do the plinking piano key thing. I don't know if it's piano key specifically, but like that kind of plinking at strings thing throughout too. It, it works exceptionally but well. But what Whatever. you already mentioned was better than that. Like that, I think you hit the nail on the head with the, it kind of feels like a singing cup almost. That like kind of start cacophonous, but then meld together really nicely. Yeah, I, that, or go backwards. And sometimes that sounds yeah. very melodic and then go back to being like, wait, this actually hurts my ears. I hate this. Yeah, yeah. which is, I think that's, that's awesome. That's a great way to bring your viewer in as it proceeds. Uh, yeah, you're right, Mark. I hadn't even thought of that. Okay. It's do- does middle. Sorry, Jack. Do your thing. Um, I think overall this movie has a good grip on like talking about mental health issues in a good and meaningful way. And like, you know, they, they do. it's really cool when he goes to the counselor who's like a psychologist and he says, you know, I have this. I, I, my mom has paranoid schizophrenia and I am exhibiting the following symptoms. And she's like, okay, well... I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't really help you with the schizophrenia thing, but like we can still talk. Well, I took a, I took a also, test and I got five out of fifteen. That's actually Jack. You're you're reminding me of like one of the points that I thought of as the movie progresses. Like he starts off and he's like, "I'm experiencing these symptoms, Doc. I just need you to give me a prescription for something. Like I need a I need yeah. a sleep. I need Tic Tacs. Give me some Tic Tacs, like, Doc. A super normal and yet super unhealthy and unhelpful way to deal with actual things. Like, right. And also, like, one of the biggest struggles of mental illness is, like, the diagnoses are squishy, the prescriptions are, like, it's not exactly yeah. sure what you need. There isn't one pill that might yeah. just going to fix everything. Yeah. It well, talks about that all very well. And well, and people are cultured to think, like, oh, there's this thing, like, maybe there's a medication that will, like, you know, make me sleep better or something like that, which is not actually hitting at the right topics right. that should be discussed. So And... It's and the other thing is, I, we've gone leaps and bounds as a society toward understanding mental illness in the last 10 years. This movie came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. I I mean, and we're still very far away from like fully being there with understanding and like appropriately responding to mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would also, I don't have a good like signpost for how how this fit into the zeitgeist of 2011 at the time. You know I, mean? I mean, there was badly. so much stuff from the era that was like, I mean, this this fits in poorly because it's great in that regard. So it, 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 ages, it ages surprisingly well, is what yeah, you're saying. Like, the, the, app- the actual yeah. thing would have been, like, him just completely ignoring it and being like, yes. I don't have any problems. And then, and like, like, killing just... himself in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, or, but, yeah, or, like, going on a shooting rampage at work yeah. or something. But the reason yeah, I put he this in shoots up the middle, Lions Club. Jesus, the reason I put this in does middle is because for a movie that it handles the mental health issues so deftly throughout most of it, when they go to the quote-unquote expensive psychiatrist to see him, he's like, I think that you are in enough danger that you need serious inpatient treatment, but eh, it's not, like, go take a week vacation, that'll be fine. Go unwind. What the fuck? 
<laughs> That's not correct. It's very weird. Yeah. That just felt so strange it's, to me. It's a radical new therapy called going on a vacation that he's trying. <laughs> and then and then you come back and you check yourself in to the, to the inpatient treatment facility. And they're like, actually, you're fine. You just I mean, came back all, from Myrtle Beach. You're, it's like you if know, you go see a doctor for like severe alcoholism. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. But why don't you go on a bender for the next few days? And then come get back it out and of your then system. we'll get started. You know, yeah, it's like, man, come on. Oh, you're gonna, like, oh, you like drinking beer? Here, you're going to drink this entire 30 rack. And we're going to see how you feel <laughs> afterward, mister. <laughs> You're never gonna drink. No, beer it, it again. obviously isn't the same thing. But it's it is. The, it was yeah, it's not very... the same thing. You try a cigarette. No. How about you smoke this pack on the side of the road? But it smoke was a very jarring smoke for that guy smoky. to be like. It's not the same. Guy. It was very jarring for that psychiatrist to be like, uh, "When you get back from your vacation, we'll check you into in in fairness." I think. Treatment. I think he should have had a corn. This is pipe. this is a Jake <laughs> special. Ooh, you're gonna have to cut my name. Let me let me redo that. I don't want you to mess. <laughs> In fairness, this is a Jake special, but I think that if we all had more time to like balance and have vacation, we probably wouldn't have the same issues that we currently have. That's not to say that mental health issues would not exist because they absolutely would. But holy shit, dude, like we we are our, I'm talking about America right now. We are our own worst enemy with this shit. Jake, Ab- absolutely. Hold on. But, Jake, I mean- wait, Jake, Jake, Jake. Are you saying? You have mental illness because you don't take enough vacation, or are you saying you? I'm saying that it, I'm saying that it, it mental illness by makes, taking vacation. I'm saying that it makes things worse. I'm saying that the American culture of work really hard and don't take breaks or don't take vacation makes mental illness issues worse. Okay, I mean that makes Jake's sense. Saying, I was just trying to identify what specifically there, you meant by this is a Jake's Jake saying special. There's a direct causal link between not taking vacation. I'm just and Mark, The Jake special is that I'm drunk and I'm just trying to say this is my opinion and not fact. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you might need to brand that a little bit better. <laughs> anyway, that's all Workshop. I had. No, I'm a branding middle. specialist. It's fine. You'll you'll find that it was fine. Okay. That's I, all I had in Does Middle. I had nothing else. In, I, I had nothing written down. I had in nothing in Does Middle, so. Actually, since okay. we're transitioning, I'll tell you right now, I had nothing written down in Does Wrong until, really? <laughs> until I, I decided I, 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 actually, I needed to so have this something. Is, this is I had something in Does Wrong. So this is going to be contentious because we wax poetic about like the characters and everything, but this is feeling the more that we talk about this, similar to like Honeymoon, where I hated their relationship and you guys both loved it and we might be in a similar situation. I still... with Okay. With this movie, I'm having a similar situation where, like, I didn't find everything totally believable. Like, there is no fucking way that you are a married couple and you have this bad a communication gap. I don't believe. Now, maybe ah. it's true. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe they sell it's that true. Well. But holy fuck! Like, how, how, how can you have this bad? Like, why would you, as 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 uh, Michael Shannon's character, not be able? To have a discussion about yourself to the degree that he does earlier, right? Like, well, to Jack, me, I, you know, you you try to open up, you tell her you got you lost your job, and she just slaps you. That what happens you later, to, man. That happens later. He 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 spends <laughs> an hour at that point, more than no, an I hour, know. not being able to open up. And to me, that is not believable. But but I I, I don't know. I put it in what it does I wrong, think, but now I I'm feeling bad. I think about it's it. important. I think it's important to remember that this movie takes place over a much shortened time span than it feels like. I mean, this is like eight days or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> aside from, aside from the end where they're at, out okay. the beach, that's like, so let me serve an example, bit, right? It's, it's they're They're a married couple with a fucking child. They have a dog. 
but they treat it like it's his dog and he's going to do what he wants with it. And he puts it outside and it's not a topic for discussion. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Get the fuck out of here with that. That is I not think, real. I mean, That's not reality. The way, the that way discussion does not exist. The way this hit me was they are a very they were a very good couple, maybe a little bit quiet, whatever. People can be quiet sometimes, Jake. But yeah, the they, do- com- the they communicate the dog? Hold on. Heavens, they communicate well. And then no. he he and then he starts going through this thing, and over the course of five days he goes from they go from being like a relatively also, communicable like couple that are able to speak their problems to him no. just completely shutting down no. and her the discussion from, of the like, dog what is happening I, I don't understand I, I personally know two different couples where the dogs are the husband's dogs this is weird yeah I, is weird. I gotta say like I none of this felt you. none of this felt wrong this me. felt weird if, if, if you if you can't have a discussion about like okay I don't think it's a okay let me marriage, let me but... refer because I'm I'm feeling like I'm on the edge of being like wrong here let me reframe. No, no, you're, you're you're not wrong. I just think you're out of touch with how many marriages are this. I also like level. I also level. I also think before you before you come in, Jake. I think this movie is going for a particular thematic thing that is sort of like a stereotypical relationship. A stereotypical middle America. We like the Bible. Y- yeah, yeah, like yeah. small town. We met in we met in like high school, and, and that's kind of what grew I grew together, and like we work for the most part. But now we're going through a tough time. That's, type of thing. That's actually what I was going to come in with. So perfect segue. So Boom, I think that's it. that's where this is. I put it in what it does wrong, probably more because I disagree with that. But hmm. I I don't know Shit, what else I, to say. Like, we should have put this in does right, but the fight in the in the hall is awesome. Yeah, we should have. I, I forgot I just, about that. His his it's his so actual realistic. freak out is incredible. I, <laughs> and the way the and the way the fight actually physically happens is like how actual fights happen. Yeah, because just they're like pushed not, around they're and then kicks cool. him in the knee. They're not cool yeah. at all. It's like yeah. I punched you. Just you. Gets shoved over and then I kicks kicked him in you, the knee. and then he <laughs> yeah. flips the fucking table over. I you guys have. Congratulations, you fucking broken my brain because as soon as that happened, I was like, you know what? This would be so much worth w- worse with Andy Circus trying to do crazy. That's what my brain went to. This is a good example of how to go crazy on screen without making a fucking circus act out of it. How did so we exactly what Andy Circus did in that shitty fucking actor. movie we watched? How did we break you? <laughs> you what? you made me have to justify why Andy Circus going fucking ham on screen trying to portray this impossible concept of going crazy in the trenches of World War One. Hey, man, zone. Andy Serkis f- is great as Gollum. I'm not going to take this. Wildly yeah, he's great character. as Gollum. He's terrible in that movie <laughs> that I can't even remember what it's called. It's called Death Watch. Get out Death of here. Death Watch. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't heard it, Death Watch was an episode we did a while ago, and it got contentious, it was and Andy Serkis sucks it. In was it was so good. One of the only DVDs I actually owned. We had to buy the DVD to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> Anyway, I thought their relationship and some of the issues like, hey, it's like the dog thing, like they didn't didn't particularly reign true for me as far as a natural conversation would occur. But I stand. I mean, it's not how I would speak to my wife, especially like how can you not be more open than that? I'm trying to think of circumstances under which I would hide having pissed the bed from her. And it's like maybe maybe if I got so blackout. Well, I mean, I wouldn't advertise it. Here's the I, thing. I Mark. definitely no. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't advertise it, and then she'd leave, and I'd be like, "Honey, I did the I did the laundry." Well, if if I get me, I did good. Blackout drunk. If it was from being some sort of sick, I'd be like, "Um, hey." Wait, really? <laughs> Actually, I feel like if I, if I had a crazy nightmare and pissed the bed, that would be like the first thing I would 
own up to. Like that that's not even your oh, fucking yeah, That's fault. what I'm saying. No, the only circumstances under which I might try to hide it is if I this was blackout drunk. This is uh, what Mark said actually brought it back, right? Because this is a depiction of a middle America like much this is masculinity. Oh, yeah, I am I listener, you can't see us, but I am the most macho of the three of us. I just want that known. Just put that out there. It's it's really depicting masculinity, right? So he's not <laughs> capable I that actually opened up a lot for me. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think it's what the movie does wrong anymore. <laughs> I want to rescind that. No, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on record. I think that's great. And I don't really have anything the movie does wrong that I. Can... Yeah, I honestly, w- I was struggling. I, mean, I was struggling I to come we, up we with. We yeah. or, uh, touched with on it a wrong. little bit, and this is also just something it does right. I think they their handling of their daughter being deaf is just very realistic and very sensitive. Yeah, I very, don't know how that goes. They the don't record, hit it on but... the fuck. They don't hit it too hard on the nose, like. No. Yeah, and I like that they also include that little scene of, like, I still whisper, I still take my boots off so I don't wake her up. Yeah. And it's a little unclear whether or not she's always been deaf or whether or not she, like, lost her hearing as, as a child. Because Doesn't of matter. Something. I think there's actually, like, an IMDb bullet point that the writers went back for, back and forth on it of whether or not it was, like, she had meningitis well, when she was two and a half or something like and that. And even when they're fighting, they never say, like, and our deaf daughter needs surgery. Like, they're right. It's just they never, it's never Yeah, you, so don't, have to, you don't have to keep bringing it up. <laughs> like, I can't believe you got fired because now we can't afford our surgery. <laughs> yeah. Cut, cut no, to the I, I know I roused on the scene. I was doing a joke earlier when she slaps it, but I think that scene is awesome. Well, I mean that is well, yeah, both of them. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, they whatever. keep we... it at the forefront without going over the top. Like you're you're hitting on the right things, right? Like they don't have to say it because it's yeah. obvious, and they make it obvious in the right ways that are tasteful enough. You know well, what they're all... arguing about, even though they're not explaining exactly. to each other why they're arguing. Yeah, exactly. And all of, all of the scenes are understated. The one where his boss comes over and fires him because he took the equipment is so great. And he's just like, look, I had it back within eight hours. Like, yeah, you know which, that's not the point, man. Which? <laughs> yeah. What which, can I do? You can pick up your last pay- paycheck yeah. on Friday. <laughs> Blow yeah. the whistle, Mark. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. I do have nip- Here's the See, before we launch into that, the thing that I ended up writing down for what this movie does wrong is a movie that is as based in realism as this is, is rife for nitpick. And I have 10 nitpicks. I got, I got a lot of nitpicks. <laughs> I got a lot of nitpicks. We had to get there. We had to fucking get yep. there. So do. Um, I'll start with, I know that movies use this as the contemplative distressed shower pose right where you've got the one arm up and you're leaning in the shower i but that's one of the biggest disconnects between movies and real life for me is that is 100 percent the hungover shower pose and not the contemplative distressed shower pose that's see the, my fucking head jack i think you pose. just spent too many mornings hungover and not contemplative <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't do that because i got i got like the thing hanging from the from the shower head i have like the little the little basket that has all my shit in it. Oh, so if I put that. my arm up, I can't. I have you to should like, try. Put it you should try. You should consider not having that. I have a nitpick with you. Well, I can't. <laughs> there, there aren't that many. I don't. Where do you put all your stuff? I don't know. Just figure it out. I don't have that much stuff in the shower. You got your face wash. You got your comb. You got your loofah. You got your why? Soap, why? You got your why? Face why? Wash, why? You got I have a bar wash. of soap and I have shampoo. Well, Collectively. Oh yeah, you got your shampoo. Collectively, we don't have as many things as you just mentioned, and we're fine. It's fine. Well, my wife's yeah. got. I built my wife a shelf in the back of the shower. You could put up a shelf. I you could put yeah. Up well, I mean, that's what I did. I put up a shelf. I just put it at the front. It hangs from the shower. Head. Don't do that. You, put up you a can't shelf. contemplatively you lean. The, I, yeah, I put the shower. It is not putting up a shelf. Yeah, now you up. can't contemplatively lean. I put it up. Lean, I literally Mark. put it up. How are you supposed to contemplatively lean? Put it up at the back. 
I could lean or to the could, back. Or you could get... actually neat pick. You could, could tentatively lean to the back, and you could let the shower just massage your ass. That'd Ooh. be nice. Yeah, Although, but then I got, a, I got a cold back. No, Some, it could sometimes. be hot, hot shower. Are you taking a cold shower? No, sometimes, my butt buddy, is hot. My butt nice. and legs Not are hot, the winter, and then though. my back. I mean, hot, my back hot, is Mark, cold. Especially <laughs> you if your butt jacked? and legs are hot and your back is cold. Because that's where the water's hitting. The water is trickling down my hot butt and legs. And <laughs> And my back, my bare back, is exposed to the cold air of the shower. The cold <laughs> air? It's hot. The whole place is hot. Dude, the, uh, okay, the air okay. in the shower is particularly cold. You know what we're going to have to do? We're just going to have to watch each other shower, just get a vibe for what goes on. Just join All the right? shower. Just join. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm have you guys heard that episode of Reply All where Alex Goldman says he sits down in the shower, like, cross-legged? <laughs> Crisscross like, applesauce the in the shower. Episode. Wait, but, I mean, like, if you're just trying to, like, Relax for a minute. He says he takes all his showers like sitting down. Oh, it's all your shower—that's that's a little weird, dude. I take that's, baths. That's every just once a bath. In a while. That's a bath. A bath is nice. Yeah, a bath is super nice. We—I don't, don't like going into the bath topic though, because then it gets into how I don't fit in our we tub. We don't, and you guys Jack. Don't I don't fit in our tub super well either, buddy. And I'm a small man. <laughs> I don't understand how human engineering hasn't figured out a comfortable tub. Well, they do. It's called a jet I mean, tub, but they're for you bougie a, people. Yeah, you just need okay. a nice house. Yeah, <laughs> which. All three of us, you know, we got good houses. They're they're fine. Okay, let me let me let me restate that. Then I don't understand how human engineering hasn't figured out a way to make a normally comfortable bath. Like why do you, why do you need to have a hundred thousand dollar bathtub in order for it to be comfortable? You can do that for super easy. <laughs> okay. I drinking scotch. If you haven't figured this out, what else do we nitpick? <laughs> yeah, we have to get through more. Things. We're nitpicking the, the showers. Wave. We've spent ten minutes nitpicking I, showers. This is this is a small one, but the wave that the friend's wife gives when he when Michael Shannon drops off what's his name Gephardt or something like that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Gephardt. <Grayheart>, yep. <laughs> something he drops Duart. off. Duart. He drops off his buddy and he Jesus. walks down and he wa- and Toby Gephardt is walking back to the hu- to the house and his wife gives the strangest combination of movements I have ever. I mean, Oh, I yeah, that was annoyed. weird. She's like, it is the it is it is the weird. You know, the listeners can't see you right now. Jake. That's good. I need you to see it, Mark. This is for you. She she waves her hand in a way that I mean is so simple. Yet I actually didn't think was humanly it was, possible. It, there was so much sass in that wave. It's fucking. I don't even know it's if that's what wave. it was. That it, did it was not sass. capture that. It was sass. But, and right before that, uh, what did you call him? Mark Gebhart is to- Toby Gerhart. My my <laughs> wife and I have been talking about a threesome, maybe, and he's like, I don't know if my wife and I would get into anything like that. That's a weird scene. <laughs> that that was like the least natural feeling of. Dialogue. Oh, really? That <laughs> felt super natural to me. Yeah, that's felt very like very. Yeah, I felt that that that's was real dude as well. Speak. I don't know. That was Maybe. yeah, dudes. Dude, speak after drinking, after splitting a thirty rack of Bush Light or whatever. Oh it is God, dude. Oh God. <laughs> Well, then I have a nitpick with, of course you fucking wouldn't. You're married to Jessica Chastain. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, have you seen my wife? <laughs> yeah, duh. I mean, it's not like Gephardt's wife is unattractive. No. They're both but, doing uh, great for Kate- fucking working whatever the shit their job is in Ohio. Katie Mixon? Katie Mixon's awesome. Are you? Are, are they drilling for oil? I was trying to figure that out. Are I they don't working for so. an oil no, company? Or is it they're like doing general, general demolition? Just general contractors. Yeah, they're, yeah exactly. He's building a foundation, I think. Yeah, I couldn't tell. They were just—they're just drilling and they, holes. And they're they landed. And they landed fucking Jessica Chastain and Katie Mixon. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of their construction, the hole he digs, which is—it's got to be what ten feet deep to contain that entire storage unit underground, could not be dug by that backhoe. A backhoe can't go down more than half its own. I—I I had some nitpicks. Ground. I am not a. I—I I, I know shit. 
but I knew that that was not possible. Though and, that and that so, work, I mean, and he did a, that in like, you know, you're gonna get fucking fired, dumbass. For sure. B. Well, that's, what are you gonna accomplish with that? C. Oh, look what you accomplished with that. Nope. There is a trifecta of nitpicks with that whole sequence. Well, like you you would use a backhoe to dig like the first third of that hole. There's but no, then you'd have but to use a no, lot of other equipment. Yes. Yeah. And he got that done in a day? No way. What? No way. No <laughs> He's an experienced way. track hoe operator. Oh, Jesus, fucking dude. Fucking Christ. Fun fact about me, I used to operate a track hoe. So, I mean, I could probably I've, do that in a day. I've, I've operated one as well, Mark. Mark. I haven't. Cool. But either way, you can't go, you You're can't welcome. dig down more than half the height of the thing. There's no way you're doing that. I was always using it upward from me, not downward from me, so I no. didn't have to learn that part. Well, okay. fun fun fact, if you try to dig down too far, instead of digging earth up, you will just tip the machine down into whatever hole you're digging. Yep. That's how someone experience. died at age... Uh, well, hypothetically. I almost, I almost said a thing again. That's how someone died where I was working the other year. <laughs> My goodness. I heard about that. That was in the Ocean Bulletin. It really was, yeah. yeah. It really, really was. Yeah, I oh God, I don't have to. I'm so I don't have to read those OSHA bulletins anymore. Yeah. Fuck, yep. what's happening? <laughs> I used to have to read a lot of OSHA bulletins, Mark. Yeah. It's how I became so familiar with degloving. Oh my God, adult horror! <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, super another super minor nitpick, but during the uh, this ended up being a, during a dream sequence, so I don't know if that was real or not. But no windshield wipers have ever been I- that ineffective in the history of human human history like ever oh you should see mine but i've had some bad windshield wipers i have neglected to replace my windshield wipers for going on two years now i don't i don't care if you're i don't care if you're i don't care if you're pouring motor oil all over the front windshield wiper you can see out of the front the windshield better than i can't see anything out of mine Get some new windshield wipers. Eh. And actually, you know what? It Good experiment here, man. Take take a take a video of them working, and then juxtapose it with the scene from this movie. That's too much. You're trying to working. do me like Jack here. Don't do <laughs> me like Jack. He's saying. Don't do me like Jack. Uh, he sounded distressingly like uh, a QAnon person, or unfortunately, one of our sitting members of the U.S. House of Representatives, when he's just screaming in the hall about, "There's a storm coming, and you'll all see!" Like that is—it's a nitpick. Full-on QAnon speech. It is. It's funny because I agree with you, and it is a nitpick because of that. But, it's, but it's and that's the, the vibe that it was full-on delivering. Also, though, it was made in 2011. Also, though, it was like one of the best scenes in the whole fucking movie. And also, though, it's weird that you went to that because I went st- straight to the the gang moves to the suburbs. Mac and Dennis moved to the suburbs of. You ever been in a storm, Wally? But I think the whole per- <laughs> the whole fucking the phrase, point of that is that people are coming. like that, dude. Yeah, I know it's horrible. Well, that's the whole point. It's just the problem is they've infiltrated our. I'm not going to go there. I'm not doing it right now. They're in the deep state. Infiltrate. Fuck. Shut the fuck Christ. up. Hey, guess what? He didn't use a jackhammer to do. Chisel out that perfectly human-sized door in his concrete <laughs> storm shelter. That's like a he's use, he's holding his jackhammer exactly horizontally. Dude, he's a strong chis- man. Like Jack. making a mouse. Yeah, apparently. How he's a big? Fucking, how yeah, big he's, a guy is Michael Shannon in real? Oh, that, oh he's got to be not that big, gentlemen. Five, let ten, me take this. Foot? Let me take this moment no to way. remind you that he is General Zod from the Superman movie. How big so. is Michael Shannon? <laughs> Just, yeah, go ahead and Google Jessica that. Jessica Chastain looks small. He looks like they com- <laughs> they're right there. They weren't doing camera trick. He's Michael Shannon's size. I bet Just Jessica Google Chastain that. is tiny. Ooh, Michael Shannon's 6'3", just yeah. a little shorter there's, than me. There's the one scene. Give me the what's his what's his buddy's name again? Not Gephardt. <laughs> Toby <laughs> Gerhardt. Stewart. Dewart. It's not Toby Gerhardt. Dewart, <laughs> played by Shea Wingham or Wiggum. What? Okay, hey, 
Dewart, what a weird fucking name. I guess it's probably his last name, but whatever. There's a scene where where I think it's actually this, the fight scene where Shannon and Dewart are standing opposite each other, and Michael Shannon looks huge. Dude, I mean, he I mean, seems he's like a, three. He's, he's a big. monster of a human. That's what I'm fucking talking about, man. So there he's you go. Not, he, yeah, maybe he probably did. He probably did just hold up the five ten. Get out of here. <laughs> on a good day. Yeah, and Jessica got... Chastain is 5'3". Yeah. So <laughs> he's a foot taller than Jessica yeah. Chastain. And that plays out. Yeah. God, it Jessica Chastain's so good. God damn it. There's She's a so good and fucking beautiful. Oh, my I God. I love Jessica Chastain, dude. Me, too. Next week on the on this podcast, we're going to review Zero Dark Thirty. Um, there's a scene in this movie where... Uh, she's selling her pillows. Jessica Chastain is. Yeah. I but I don't think we've actually said her name in the movie yet. But whatever. I don't it's think just I Jessica know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do um, we care? What's her and name? And the lady. And she's like haggling with the lady about yeah. how much she's gonna co- to pay. Yeah. And they come to an agreement of eight dollars or whatever it is. And the lady had initially said like five or seven dollars or something like that. And then she pays by handing over a sack of like nickels. Yeah, <laughs> my Very question. Ohio, my, what an Ohio. asshole! My Where? nitpick is: What was gonna happen? Has the has the plan always been just seek out however many coins exactly you need to pay? Exactly eight dollars. Yeah, she didn't count those out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they do hand it to the daughter to to make change, so I guess that makes sense. But like, if I just hand you a sack of 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 loose change, and I'm like, I want, I I want half of this weight back, please. How are the how how is this transaction well, happening? That's my also, that's what, my how many, pick. How many nickels would there be in in eight dollars? One hundred and sixty? Is that right? Uh, that did not look like one hundred and sixty nickels. One hundred and sixty nickels. There's twenty. So, so twenty times eight. This is the most important time of the podcast to mention. This movie took place in Lagrange, Ohio, which has a population of two thousand one hundred and three as of the two thousand ten census. Yeah, they make they they say that's in Ohio. It's very clear. Yeah, they say it's in Ohio. I said Lagrange, Mark. I'm clarifying. They also said Columbus. <laughs> how 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 how? So it's not that Lagrange to be clear. That Lagrange <laughs> is in Texas. This Lagrange Mark, looks like it's probably well, an hour from Cincinnati. So people come out there for their charming farmers markets where they can buy and not Cincinnati. Pillows. I meant I meant Cleveland, not Cincinnati. Cleveland. Okay, fine. <laughs> Way <laughs> worse. The history of ZZ Top is fucking fascinating dude by the way yes it is <laughs> oh my god what a hell of a band should it's we unbelievable <laughs> can we do it can we do a pat cast where you guys just educate me on it? i mean I why not it's, it's heavily zombies related why not like the band the zombies yes like this year yes the okay. time is the time of the season or okay. whatever season yeah. of love okay yeah huh. okay mark i'm just gonna fucking do it because jake left fucking the uh, back when it was old times and depressing and nobody knew anything, a couple a a shyster music producer here in the states got a couple of session I mean, musicians right here. and made a band uh, that he called the Zombies and they started touring as the Zombies and playing Zombies music. Side note: um, I love the Zombies and they're one of the most like unsung great bands of the nineteen yep. sixties. So he had a fake band, The Zombies, right? And that was going so well, he started a second fake band called The Zombies in Texas, like a, a southeast or a southwest the fake The Zombies. Just south. And then when The Zombies came to the United States and like they came on the radio and they're like, no, so we're actually The Zombies. And then the jockeys all told them, like, prove it. And they said, we can't because it's the past and it's depressing. But like eventually they brought enough lawsuits that they were able to stop the other bands from touring as the zombies. But the Texas version of the fake zombies had been doing enough of their own original music mixed in with zombies covers. And they liked playing together. So they decided to form a band and they called that band ZZ Top. 
Whoa. Yeah. It's ZZ Top was a zombies cover band? Well, not even cover, like fake. They but were I mean, just kinda? fraudulently the zombies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Um, isn't that a cool story? What a fun little nugget. This yeah. is why you listen to the whole episode, you know? Yeah, you got to get deep to hear that <laughs> shit. Oh, shit, we're an hour 30 in? Fuck me. <laughs> uh, last nitpick I have, uh, there's, a, there's a flock of birds flying directly at him, so he grabs his daughter, his daughter's head is on his shoulder, <laughs> Just and then he turns her face I'm off already the birds. my this. back to the birds, so her face is to the birds. Terrible move. But her body's protected, yeah. and per Jake's argument, she's already deaf, so, you so, know. Fuck it. What does she need a face They're gonna for? fix it. <laughs> She's already getting surgery, Jack. I was gonna. <laughs> Do we have anything else or can we go to ratings? I got so I got a few more ah! things that I want to shout out. I neat pick shout out to the scene where they where he gets the key for the for the storm shelter when he first goes in there and he just has a can full of like bolts, loose change, keys, and wire. And that is something that at first I was like, well, that's kind of weird. People don't really have that. And then my wife reminded me that that is the exact thing that my grandpa had, like, scattered throughout his house that we I, had to go No through. shit. I paused it and woke my wife up so she could watch that scene. And then I took her out to my shop, and I could show her a cut-in-half Rainier can that has nuts, bolts, and keys in it. <laughs> and But I, I felt like my that was one of those things. shit, too. Yeah, that's one of those things that has like the little grain of truth in it that, yeah. like, you know that I don't know. That's just like a the shout out to the writers. Shit, I like, like that. it was never normal. Like, wh- well, because like I you you start you just I need a place to put a few spare nuts and bolts because I don't have enough to like put them away. Why don't you put keys and in that shit? They because I find keys that I don't know what they go Why? to anymore, and I I don't want to throw them away. Like do something else. Figure out what they go to. Don't put them in that shit. You put well, him in I'll the jar, later, Jake. Jake. I'm going to figure it out. Le- no, you're Except not. Except for now, Jack. I'm not. No, you're I'm not. Moving, so I'm, putting him in I there is a death knell for those keys. They are, that is you a put him, you put him in the rust jar. Okay? Don't do that. That's a bad <laughs> PSA. Don't fucking do that. Don't listen to these assholes. <laughs> That's how you get tetanus. <laughs> Stop. For the I record, have, I, I don't do that. My grandpa did. It was just a thing. Get help. I have one half rainier can and one cotton cottage cheese tub full of random nuts, bolts, screws, and keys. Go to refrigerator. Go to ratings. <laughs> I, I have a couple more. Stop no, trying to push me off the stage, Jake. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I'm IMDb s- wanted to make sure when I go- when I IMDb take shelter, IMDb wanted to double check with me that I wasn't trying to find Blake Shelton's page. I thought that was kind of funny. That's a nitpick with IMDb. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, this is another one. No I, shit. I am fascinated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to start punctuating. This is another Blake Shelton related one. <laughs> I am fascinated. I'm fascinated with the choices uh, that are made on screen when they show people drinking out of faucets because there are so many ways to do it. And in this movie, uh, Michael Shannon decides to go with the cup your hands and bring it up to your mouth, which is fitting uh, with his character as a psychopath because no one should ever do that. <laughs> yeah, it's That's very not trumpy. how people drink it's out of faucets. Trumpy. You can use trumpy. the cupped hands, but you're still bringing your mouth to the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I'm a cupped hand, and then you go, and then you go to the hand. But, oh, I'm a full infer- I'm a full head in multiple. Yeah, yeah see, that's that's the other one that is also kind of lunatic related. But people, I've seen <laughs> people do where you just turn it on, and you fit your whole we've head. We've witnessed in this in popular culture lately, though. Like multiple cupped hands bringing up to the face is the Trump maneuver. Is that is that seriously? <laughs> well, that's just him trying to drink. Yeah, out except a water for bottle. bare fucking bottles, <laughs> so it's infinitely yeah. That was worse. that was him trying to lift a cup. <laughs> yes, and it's worse. So I I okay. Here's the deal. 
just cut. You know, Mark, blow the whistle again. Jake's Jake's got something to say. Blow the whistle a second time. Oh, second. We're deep into it now. I'm totally comfortable telling this story on air because I'm not going to use any names. So I told you guys off air that I had a dream about Take Shelter, right? You remember that? Yes, you did. Okay, here's the deal. Do you mean Blake Shelton? Nope, I'm. I mean, take shelter. Okay, I wish. I, I wish I meant Blake Shelton. Tell me. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to check. You know. Here's the deal. Let's make it sure. So I had a dream that I was golfing with my grandfather and some other family members, and in this dream, we were golfing in it's very dreamlike golf, right? Like you're you're teeing off from a veranda of this crazy ass hotel, and he owns this whole like hotel. Structure this is starting off like all the worst dream telling golf do, course. Go on, whole thing. Because he is Donald Trump in this dream. Your right? grandfather is Donald My Trump. My grandfather in this dream is Donald Trump. Now, it's and not just to clarify, is, in real it's life, just, it's not in real that, life, your grandfather is not Donald Trump. To clarify in real life, no. Okay. <laughs> also, to clarify, in this dream, he is not like Donald Trump as you would view him today. He is my grandfather, but he is the equivalent. Like, he is what God. Donald Trump is in life. Okay. Like, and gotcha. it's post presidency. So and it is a complete shit show, right? And then. We tee off. It's like first hole, tornadoes show up. Like everything starts happening. They're dipping out of the sky. The clouds come in. Every single thing that you would have witnessed at the tail end of this movie starts happening. Everybody splits. We're running for cover. I'm in the hotel trying to figure out how to get through the fucking hallways like it's The Shining or some shit. It is insanity. And the tornadoes are like ripping through the hallways as I'm just trying to figure out how to not die. It was nuts. Right after I watched the movie. There are there are a lot of things to unpack from that dream. God, there was so much of that dream you didn't have to tell us. You could have just said you had a dream about tornadoes. Un- okay, Woo! okay, okay, so much okay. Like- but, but. Uh, no, Jack, actually I- the interesting morsel of that dream is not the tornadoes part. It's the Donald Trump part. <laughs> so it's the part unrelated to the movie. <laughs> but, the, but it was also like take shelter because it happened right after. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I just cut it all then. I don't give a fuck. I feel like I feel like the way they put the shipping container in the ground didn't line up with how the actual. Uh, Why are you saying this now? Because <laughs> I thought it was Mark's funny. Just shoehorning in another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to elongate this as much as possible oh, so okay. that Jack's head explodes. Yeah. I, I will say the orientation they show in the movie doesn't line up with the orientation they show later. Jack, on just cut all of it. That's just it. go that's to ratings when we talk about it. Just go to ratings. I wanted you guys to know about it. We don't want to talk about the first time. Why are we doing the first time? Why are we doing it? We, over at A to Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, they give you to rate the coherence of speeches from the Detroit Lions' new coach. This team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And for 10, they give a random, the guy in the hot dog suit would rate that the hot dog car is there. I'm just going to take as many suits as I can grab, get in that random hot dog car, random, and drive back to Wiener Hall. Story's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this wasn't your pick, but you're going to rate it first for Story. Wait, why am I rating it first? Because you did the first part of the 30 second. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. I gave it eight and half. This movie is story driven, dude. Uh, This is a story driven drama about the conflict that happens with a mental health issue in a family. And I think that it's extraordinarily good in that regard. Um, Can run a little bit slow. And I will attribute some of that to story 
at least because that's kind of the nature of what's happening. Good and bad comes with it. Still a high score. All right, Mark, what's your story rating? Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up with uh, opening the document and doing all of this other stuff. I also gave it an eight and a half. Wahoo! Look at that. That kind of surprised me when I opened my document up. I gave it the same score as Jake. <laughs> <clears throat> Wahoo! Jack, it, what do you got? Okay. Okay, well, Mark, what do you do? You want to justify it more than what you already did? <laughs> he didn't say anything. That's good. Well, he paused for thirty fucking. In Jake's minutes. mind, in Jake's mind, the same score as Jake is enough justification. I, mean, I feel like yes. you guys spend so much time listening to podcasts at two x speed that when we record our podcast at one x speed, oh. it like it becomes grading on you guys. It's that we're totally not grading. No, You're no, right. I, no, I am a one x podcast listener. Mark no, is absolutely only. reading me correctly. I'm a pod faster. This is this. Is I do not do that. Absolute shit. No. torture. Recording this is torture. <laughs> Speaking I, in real life wow. is torture. Hanging out with my friends and talking about things everything is, is torture. torture. <laughs> Jesus, Mark, do you want to talk about your story? No, today? that's whatever. Okay. I gave it the same. As I gave, look, I gave it an eight for the same fucking reasons. It's a story heavy movie. Wait, we all it's gave very it an good. Half? It's not perfect. I don't I believe you. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I said a world building immersion. Jake, what's your world building immersion score? A little bit lower. I gave it a seven. This, like I said earlier, for story does run slow, and I think that this is kind of where it goes. The world building is great here, but the immersion for me personally is not as high as it could be because of the nature of the film. Now, on the whole, like we're gonna get there in, about a, in a second. It's gonna be a good. I score, but the immersion here, like, I, I'm just abundantly clear that I'm watching a movie, guys. Seven. Wow. Mark. I gave it an eight and a half. Um, I, think I don't the hate, I, like, are, I like it. It's good. I fully agree that, like, the world building of the town, within the house, within the shelter, all that stuff is really, really good. It, it, they, they do a great job of realizing that, like, small town vibe where everybody kind of knows everybody. And, like, even though... They're your coworkers. They're also like the guys you went to high school with, and you know you you see your boss at church on Sundays and all this other stuff. You know you live down the road from your parents who come over for Sunday dinner, that type of thing. The other piece, though, is I feel like sometimes every every once in a while you can just fall into one of these movies where you just watch like Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain do their thing at each other, and that sort of just like like just watching incredible acting when it has a good story to tell can be one of the most immersive, immersive uh, like film watching experiences you can have. So that's what I got out of this one. I, I mean, it, it was, it was high for me. Yeah. Well, boys, I gave this a 10. Okay. I'm fine immersion. with that. Uh, yes, sir. I, I mean, they build an amazing world. I love this town in which they live and fucking, it was immersive for me. I also have some personal stuff with the mental health dealing with True. stuff. So that's all. It, it, this hit me hard. I was engrossed. I fucking loved it. Start to finish. 10. Hmm. That's going to take us into Scare Factor, Jake. So I'm interested. I thought this would be like more controversial than I now feel like it will be. I gave this a 4, and this is kind of one of those where like people probably will watch this and be like, where's the horror? We even had that discussion at the start of the podcast where it's like, where does this fit within horror? But you can also be like, get older. Have some more life experience. There's some shit here. <laughs> There's some real <laughs> shit that is adult fears as fuck in this movie and it hits hard for what it does deliver and i think that that is a really important thing it just is a very specific kind of fear that it delivers absolutely mark i went slightly higher um i actually gave it a five okay i'm surprised okay i love I, it i and i was in the, i was in kind of the same boat where yeah. i don't really know how to it's how a to hard, lay this down it's a hard scare uh, factor which is weird the, we don't normally have that I think yeah. the one thing I would highlight is, 
it is very front loaded, but this, how unassuming this movie is, like this is a drama that has jump scares in it and how innocuous the rest of the movie is sets up those jump scares to be adequately surprising. The floating furniture <laughs> came out of nowhere and freaked well, me out. It was weird. I, I got to go I mean, the one bit, that the one that the one that got the got to me was person where he the goes to like yeah, the person that's just yeah. outside the window me as too. his daughter's was, like, like 2 at seconds before the floating furniture. That was the same dream. Um yeah. But I, I got to jump back in because that that thing that it does is cool. But what this movie really does is actually in the second half when it's leaning hard into the adult fear side of things. And I think that that's commendable. That's also a choice, actually. Like it goes from like showing you shit to just letting you feel the repercussions of said shit. That's yeah, absolutely. it leans That's into its shtick. Yeah. Like it, it, it no, it doesn't want to be a jump scare movie. It wants to be a psychological horror. Yeah, movie. which is becomes. fucking commendable. Yeah. The other I thing I would say. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> sorry, didn't Mark. want to step on that. The other thing I would say is this: it, this is a entirely Mark-based thing. But Ooh. seeing, I, I don't know the 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 where I am in my life right now is seeing the the. The kid, kid growing up with like a special needs situation. <laughs> you're, you're. God, I got I real you, tense. I hear you, dude. <laughs> I mean, this this movie was also personally effective for me. Like both from the dealing with your own mental health stuff and in the dealing with another person who has the mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's distressing on both aspects. I also think the like raining oil is a really nice. It's spooky, a cool touch. Like, creepy, eerie touch. Yeah. Like there's just a bunch of little. This movie has a building an imminent sense of dread that never goes away and mm-hmm. kept me tense the whole time. Mm-hmm. It fucking freaked me out. Uh, six. That's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake. I gave it a seven. Um, pretty damn good, but it's yeah. more on the ju- judicious side. Uh, we've talked about a few of the scenes where it's, it's hard not quite J. as much. You're dropping. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Uh, Jack, you just mentioned the oil. We've talked about the the scene with the birds in particular. I, like, it looks good on the whole. Uh, and we've also talked about the audio. I think this does a tremendous job from that perspective. But it doesn't do too much ever. Yeah. So it's it's I'm kind of capping it from that perspective because we know what those movies can be like. And it's just not in that realm. I like it. Mark! I also gave it a 7. I have nothing else to add. I gave it a 7. The only other thing I will add is I put the um, like cinematography in here and the visual storytelling and all that kind of stuff that and, they're and doing. And the soundtrack. And the soundtrack. Like, soundtrack is, yeah. Jake did mention that. Um, so that, but nothing else to add. Let's go into overall. Fuck, Jake, overall. This movie's an 8. This movie is a really fucking good film. It toes the line of like letting you have the discussion of what horror is which is a really fun thing uh and the boundaries that it can push i appreciate that in and of itself and it's also just like a really kind of weave its way into your own personal life and how that can affect you i described a dream that may or may not end up being in this episode that no one seemed to give a fuck about jack's talked about how it affects his personal life <laughs> it's Mark's definitely staying in the episode how jack, it affects it his personal episode. life this has a personal effect that not a lot of movies have and i think that that is like a sort of indescribable element that we don't commonly get so i think that that's a super cool thing right i love the fact yeah. that we watch this thank you john Thank you, John. Mark, what's your overall score? I gave it a six and a half, which weirdly is lower than like all of my individual categories except for scare factor. This is this is a movie that is worse than the sum of its parts in a Disagree. weird way for me. From from the movie from the I understand. I want to give it a higher score. I think it is a higher score from an overall like film perspective. But I also can't really think of a time 
where I'm like, I'm going to be like, oh God, I really want to watch Take Shelter again. I'm glad I watched it. Also it's a agree. good, it's a, it's a good movie, but it's not, I, I don't know. When, when I take a step back and I'm like, wh- how, how do I, where do I want this to fit in my overall like distribution of how I've rated horror movies that we've watched? Six and a half feels way more appropriate to me to than what I think it fits into the overall film world where it would be higher. Interesting. Interesting. I, I get what you're saying. I give it an eight. I, I fucking I'm glad you do because I barely understand what I'm saying. <laughs> no, like, I mean, you, you respect it more than you enjoyed watching it. Like, it's, well, he, uh, he, yeah, but I also and, enjoyed watching it. No, That's more, the thing. more important. <laughs> no, maybe then maybe what you said was just dumb. Mar- what Mark's saying is <laughs> that he's was. handicapping it. He's handicapping it because it's it. It is a better film if you're not contextualizing it in the horror sense. Yes. Sure. No, I agree with that. This was a very affecting movie for me. I thought it was really good, and I really liked it. And I, I agree. I don't know when I'm going to want to go back and watch it, but it was a, it was, it was an intense. I'm watch. super happy to have watched it. Yeah, John, what a fucking pick! Awesome work, man. But I kind of want to know Larry, the backstory of where the, where this came from. Like, why why he wanted us to hey, watch John. it. Hey, John, Larry, take note of how to pick a fucking movie from the. Page. Also, John, you might have described it when you actually recommended. I'm not going to go look back, so you might have to message us or something. <laughs> Jake, you don't know how. You couldn't if you wanted to. <laughs> Dude, Patreon, Patreon has a few has a few like mechanisms that are like actively hard to find messages that people have sent. It's not us. the best UI. No, yeah. they're it's dog shit, dude. Let's be real. <laughs> also, are we gonna recommend this movie to people? Are yeah, we thumbs, thumbs upping up, or thumbs, thumbs down, downing Jake? It? Are, 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 I don't know. You're the first to go though. I'm thumbs downing it. Ooh. Um, it's, it's this is where I'm bringing in Mark's thing. Okay, so I think it's a highly recommendable movie. I scored it the way I scored it, and now I'm going to say, from a horror perspective, we review too many movies for me to be able to bring this into the fold as, like, someone's looking for a recommendation. I'm going to pull out Take Shelter. Now, I think this movie's (laughs) great. I like it a lot. I would recommend it in other contexts, and it would get the thumbs up. But to be very, very clear, in the horror context, I am not able to do that because we have so many other options. That's an interesting take. Of course it is. All right, and you go ahead and give your thumbs up, Dick. I'm also giving it a thumbs down. This okay. is, I mean, from from the global standpoint of recommending as a horror movie, this is a weird one because I would feel like I would recommend this to my parents before I would recommend it to any of our horror-watching fans. My parents do not like horror. Um, that's what this, it's a better film than it is a horror movie. Um, and I think that's the, the point I'm trying we to get across We shitting on here. horror movies now? What's happening? <laughs> no, Look, I mean, I, th- I I'd give it a thumbs up. I think this movie rules, and I would recommend it to almost anyone. It also, while part of it, yeah, maybe it's not deep enough into the horror stuff to to get. Re- it's, it's also that makes it easier to recommend to the more not people. seasoned horror fan. Yeah, it's and, like I mean, so you're using it, it as kind of like more of a gateway. Movie. Yeah, I can and see it's that. A great fucking movie. So I, I would also I, just um, to be clear, it is a great fucking movie. <laughs> like what Jack <laughs> no, just said. No All one, of us, none of us are disagreeing with that. This is a an a fucking banger of a movie. It's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it has to be time to get the fuck out of here. Yep, this has been episode two twelve of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're occasionally going to be on Reddit, you know. Once Sometimes a month. the Horror Amino app. Sometimes not, <laughs> though. Uh, whatever. Those links are down there in the description below. We be- we like belabor this point every fucking week. 
As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We are continuing to provide those proceeds to a place that actually needs it and not us. That means Feeding America. You're going to get all the same great perks that you would normally get, like the ability to choose the movies that we review, like this one. Hmm? You can do that if you want. Go ahead and join Patreon. It's a cool thing. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to do just one more before we do our next <laughs> crop of horror movie selections. And that's because of a bit of a technical issue we had, you guys. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. We are going to... We Okay. Here's what happened. We did not have an episode that was Evil Dead 2. And it was a blast. So what we're going to do is not re-record that, okay? We are going to watch and review Army of Darkness, but we are going to weave in Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2 into one big mega episode. I don't know if it'll be any longer. We're just going to talk about shit. Eh? We don't really have a plan. But you, I'm going to redo all program, my awesome Mac tonight Have jokes. we gotten with the program? Jack won't do that. He might do that. I don't know what's going to happen. But until then, Definitely get your buddies, that. grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, so so that's the other side of things. I guess you could just make the choice of like the actual horror was going to South Carolina. Ah!